Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday, September 5th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, the manhunt intensified for a convicted murderer who escaped the Chester County prison. Federal and law enforcement are uh, have been searching for 34-year-old Danello Cavalcante since 8.50 a.m. on Thursday when he escaped the prison. Authorities say there have been four credible sightings since the escape within the search area near the intersection of Route 926 and 52. Early Tuesday morning, law enforcement in full tactical gear went speed out of the area, the area of 926 and 52, but no additional information was available yet. The search seems to have moved to Kennett Square uh, as of very early this morning at Route 52 near Route 1 by Longwood Gardens. Uh, choppers can be heard in the area early this morning as well. Lieutenant George Bevins, Deputy Commissioner of Operations for the Pennsylvania State Police, said at a news conference Monday afternoon that Cavalcante was spotted Sunday afternoon from a distance by a state trooper who gave chase but lost him. Cavalcante was captured on video around 1.43 a.m. Saturday on the 1800 block of Lenape Road. Uh, it's about a mile and a half from the prison. He was observed wearing pants, a white T-shirt and white sneakers and had a backpack. You know, as I was listening to the initial press conference, you know, OK, we've heard about this occasionally as someone escapes and so on and so forth. But the um, they were very sure that they wanted to pass along how dangerous this guy is. Of course. I mean, they were, they kept repeating, Dude, you know, don't take this for granted. This guy is very dangerous. Yeah. I mean, they're telling residents, lock your doors and yep. stay inside. Like, they don't want people coming outside right now. Authorities believe that he's been wearing prison-issued pants and prison-issued shorts underneath when he escaped on August 31st. They don't know at this time where he got the backpack. Now, police have responded to well over 100 tips from neighbors in the area, including allegations of possible break-ins to residential homes in the vicinity within a one to two mile radius of the prison. Ryan Drummond claims that he saw Cavalcante inside his home on Friday night at about 11.45 p.m. I woke my wife up and said, I think there might be someone downstairs. After hearing a uh, rustling downstairs, Drummond says he rushed to the upstairs landing. He said what he decided to do was um, flick the light switch. He said he did it like four or five times and then he paused and then he said uh, he flicked, the, uh, the, the guy flicked the light switch from downstairs. He said oh, this was a moment of, oh my God, this guy is down. There. Uh, after making sure his children were sleeping in his bed, Drummond says he watched Cavalcante walk out of his home. I saw him walk through the kitchen, through the living room, open up the door, and walk out. He was wearing a white t shirt and had a bag, he said. Police arrived, but the man escaped back into the thick wooded area and brush. And uh, after taking some food, peaches, apples, and green snap peas were missing. Uh, Drummond also says that we have a bunch of steak knives in the house and he could have taken one of those. Investigators are urging residents to stay on alert. We were requ- requesting that residents in the area remain inside lock your doors, lock your cars. He's still considered an extremely dangerous individual. There's evidence to suggest that he's still in the local residence. We do not believe he, that he's gotten more than one to two miles away from the prison, said Chester County DA Deb Ryan. I don't live too far from here at all. Right. And you know, it would, it would be terrifying <clears throat> is if, like, let's say you were leaving for work this morning and you walked out into your garage and your garage door was wide open. Oh, uh, that yeah, would be yeah. terrifying. <laughs> Thank God that didn't happen to me today. Oh, no. Uh, Bevin oh, said no. he... <laughs> 
the trooper spotted Cavalcante in the same general area where the fugitive was recorded on a ring doorbell camera early Saturday, lurking in a residential neighborhood about a mile and a half from the prison. And he's a small dude, right? He's like 5'2". Yeah, he's just yeah. a little guy, yeah. He said search efforts are intensifying with more resources being deployed in hopes of pressuring Cavalcante to the point that he gives up or makes a mistake. Investigators say that his mother uh, sent a recording. She's uh, sent a message asking her son to surrender peacefully. The message was being broadcast from police helicopters. Hey, stupid! <laughs> vehicles in the area. Hey, Beth, I'm it's sorry. an abusive mother. Where did they say he's actually from and where was the crime committed? Because if he's at the George, I, I guess the George Hill Correctional Facility. He's from Brazil. Uh, yeah. Or no, no I'm the, sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah, he, he's from Brazil, but the crime was committed in Schuylkill County, okay. uh, I believe, mm-hmm. case. Okay. Uh, Schuylkill, sorry, Schuylkill Township. Uh, he said that the message from Cavalcante's mother, who is from Brazil, is recorded in her native language of Portuguese. Uh, Cavalcante's escape came a week after he was sentenced to life in prison uh, without the possibility of parole for murdering his ex-girlfriend, 38-year-old Deborah Brando, who prosecutors said was stabbed 38 times in front of her two young children, ages four and seven, at a home in Schuylkill Township. Yeah, I was wondering why he was at that prison, but my guess is because he was just sentenced and likely yeah, he's going, going somewhere from, else. Right, 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 right. from somewhere else. A Chester County jury convicted Cavalcante just after 15 minutes of deliberation. Prosecutors said Brando was killed after she learned that Cavalcante was wanted for murder in Brazil and threatened to expose him to police. Anyone with information is asked to call 911 or the U.S. Marshals tip line at 877-WANTED-2. There is a $10,000 reward for any information that leads to his capture. He has that horrific element of nothing to lose at this point. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Labor Day has come and gone, and now it's the first day of school in the school district of Philadelphia. The first day comes in the middle of a heat wave with temperatures once again set to stretch into the 90s. Uh, there, they are, there are early dismissals on Tuesday and Wednesday for 74 schools in the Philadelphia school district that lack air conditioning. The district has been working to improve cooling systems in schools with the goal over time of providing every school with the system needed uh, to not disrupt in-person learning. Several- I bet the kids are ready for a break at this point. I know, seriously, right? <laughs> I, I mean, mean, listen, it's, it's a good way to ease yeah. back in. Yeah, oh God, you just they're studying so hard. <laughs> they need a little break. Need a little break. These kids. Yeah. Several schools, uh, sorry, several pools in Philadelphia are remaining open due to the extreme heat. Uh, the school district of Philadelphia says they'll monitor the weather to determine whether classes will be dismissed early on Thursday and Friday. Officials say they will know by noon the day before. Some parents say it's the best solution to keep their students safe, but the late notice impacts their schedules as well, obviously. The Upper Darby School District superintendent said they'll also dismiss students early on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday because of the heat. Officials with the William Penn School District in Delaware County said they will operate on a half-day schedule Wednesday through Friday. This way the kids can get out early and play with the escaped convict that's roaming the area, right? Wednesday is the district's first day of school for students in 1st through 12th grade. This is in the William Penn School District. And then Friday is the first day for kindergarten students. Mm. The Camden City School District said it will operate on a half-day schedule Wednesday and Thursday. All after-school and evening activities will be canceled. In sports this morning. The Phillies beat the Padres 9-7 last night in San Diego. Kyle Schwarber hit another long home run 
at Petco Park. He con- uh, connect, sorry, he connected for his 40th of the season, leading off the fifth inning, watching the ball for just a moment to make sure it stayed fair. This is his second straight 40 home run season, and he led the National League with 46 last year. Trey Turner and Edmundo Sosa also hit home runs for the Phils in their first visit to San Diego since last season's National League Championship Series. The series in South uh, Southern Florida continues tonight. Michael Lorenzen will get the start at 9.40. L.A. Dodgers starter Julio Urias was arrested on felony domestic violence charges mm. over the weekend. They are the second domestic violence arrest in the past four years for the soon-to-be free agent pitcher. Urias was arrested but released on $50,000 bond and has a court date set for September 27th. The Dodgers posted that they are aware of the incident and that Urias will not be with the team as it begins a six-game road trip starting tonight in Miami. In 2019, Urias was arrested on suspicion of domestic battery. While he was eventually not charged, he received a 20-game suspension under Major League Baseball's domestic violence policy. No Major League Baseball player has been suspended twice for violating the policy since its institution in 2015. And the union who beat the New York Red Bulls 4-1 over the weekend are off until the 16th when they'll host FC Cincinnati at Subaru Park. The match will begin that day at 7.30. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Uh, Welcome back from the holiday weekend, everybody. Hopefully uh, you had an enjoyable time. Yes. Beautiful weekend. Extra day for people here and there. So, yeah, we're back at it. We got tons of things taking place as we dive right back into it. Uh, We'll start with the Word of the Week prize. We're going to give away on uh, Friday four pack of tickets and VIP soundcheck passes, plus two hotel rooms for the night as MMR rocks Evanescence this Friday. Ah. And that'll be at Ovation Hall at Ocean Casino Resort in Atlantic City. How about that? Another one of these little stay away things. Uh, That will be really awesome. Uh, Today is Tuesday, so we have your chance to win a Preston and Steve Show themed tattoo. And you can get started on that now. And text the word tattoo to 39333. We will have your opportunity to grab that at some point during the program. couple of guests on the show. Yes, we are having Corey Feldman on our show today. Uh, he is coming to town September 29th at the Double Barrel Roadhouse in Red Lion and October 3rd, 1st at the Homestead in Morristown, New Jersey. So there you go. Get your tickets now. Corey Feldman on our show at 9.30 this morning. Corey Feldman was in two of my favorite movies of all time, and he offers uh, meet and greet passes. I would like to meet him just so I could talk to him about Stand By Me and Goonies. All right, we'll okay. bring that up today. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, that'll we'll, be yeah, the we'll, we'll, we'll crux of our conversation with him today <laughs> yeah. at 9.30. And then we're going to talk to G-Love, the One Fine Day Festival with Sting and Shaggy. We spoke to Sting, uh, had an awesome conversation with him, and he was uh, speaking glowingly about G-Love. And yeah. It was important that G-Love be on uh, the bill for this show. He said that specifically. So we'll talk to uh, uh, G-Love later on today because the show is this Saturday. So getting excited for that. Uh, yep, I already mentioned that. And then I would like to mention the fact that we uh, have the voting for the MMRBQ live band karaoke. If you would like to be on the President Steve Show side stage, if you're up for running, make sure you let people know about that. And if you want to see the contestants, we have that available at PrestonAndSteve.com and you get to vote. So we want to find out who should be our 10 finalists, our 10 singers on stage. And you can also text MMRBQ to 39333. We'll send you a link to all of that information. Uh, and not only that, Back School A to Z, full oh! force. We are in the middle of it. We are actually in the beginning of it. We're only in the Ds. No, no, I's. 
Oh, I'm sorry. We're in the eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Okay. So the reason I thought it was the D's is because I saw a whole bunch of I don'ts, and I saw the don't uh-huh. come up. So we are going to get into a series of don'ts uh, after we get a couple of songs in from this, and we will begin, actually, with a band that uh, Nick just went to see this weekend. Oh. It'll be the very so- first song that we play when we come back. So we, uh, we're digging the back-to-school A to Z, of course, and we hope that you're enjoying it, too. We'll take a break. We'll come back in a second. I have a real good stupid question from a listener and uh, we lost a bunch of musicians as of recently since uh, we've been on vacation so we'll oh, touch on I'm some sorry, of that. sorry, we're playing a different song. There we go, it's September morning everyone. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. Stay with us. hate it when some jerk on the radio says, hey, Alexa, open MMR. Uh, did it work? No? Okay, well, maybe, hey, Alexa, wake me up to WMMR every day at 6 a.m. And if that didn't work, just know that you can do that anytime yourself. You're welcome. Preston and Steve, their name is their address. On, on the web, PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so stupid question prize. Today we have a pair of tickets to MMR Rock Skid Row and Buck Cherry, the Gang's All Here Tour, which is going to be Wednesday, September 13th at the Keswick Theater. And the question that I will ask you, I got this from uh, listener Kenny James, uh, and he, uh, he emails in from time to time. This is a great question. What fictional movie restaurant is located at 8507 Queens Boulevard? Oh, yeah. Ah, Come on. 15263 WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. <laughs> what fictional movie restaurant is located at 8507 Queens Boulevard? I kind of reworded the question uh, the way he had it, but let's see if you know the answer to that. I'll go through some birthdays today, being the fifth day of September, while we're waiting for your call. And we'll begin with Dweezil Zappa. Dweezil. Son of Frank Zappa. 
Very popular for a while. Solid guitarist, yeah. by the way. Um, Star not, of Running Man. Uh, quite as over-the-top awesome as his dad, but still pretty solid. Yes, he's in uh, Running Man. He's one of the uh, the rebels. Yes. Uh, and he's, he's, in fact, he's the one who says, don't touch that dial. Right, think, right. Don't he's touch a that dial. Mick Fleetwood's subordinate. Yes. So he is uh, 54. Zappa, <laughs> zappa cool, man. Today, uh, Rose McGowan It's oh. her birthday, and it's a big one for her. She turns 50 years old. Well, I was once engaged to Marilyn Manson and uh, kind of backs up those that are having an uh, issue with him. Yeah, yeah. And she, remember, she, remember that time at the Video Music Awards? She showed up in basically nothing. Yes. There were like strings hanging down. Yes. And that was her gown. Pretty phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, she is, uh, and she's been in, you know, movies and TV shows, Charmed and Scream and Jawbreaker and stuff like that. She's 50 today. The great Michael Keaton has his birthday, too. Have you seen The Flash? No, I've not. And I need to. He, uh, to me, that's the most enjoyable part is seeing him return to the Batman role. Yeah. Have a little bit of fun with it. They got it. They let him kick ass a little bit more. Love it. You know, um, he's great, too. We talked about Dope Sick. Yeah. It was yeah. amazing. I put it on my official list of things to oh eventually God. get to because you guys uh, gave it uh, a full on thumbs up. Think of a Batman with narcotics. Okay. Dope Sick. Yeah. A lot like that. Yeah. All right. So uh, the great Michael Keaton, 72 years old today. <laughs> um, so you also have uh, Steve. I don't know the actor. You probably will. Looking at his uh, list of credits, William Devane. Yes, the great William Devane. Uh, uh, you know, you know, you see him most frequently now, Preston. Uh-uh. He sells uh, gold. Oh, uh, no he, way! Yeah, he's one of the guys here. He invests in gold. <laughs> he played Kennedy. Um, he, he, you know, he's just a ton of uh, roles. He was a favorite of a, of a writer director named Paul Schrader. Okay, he'd recognize his face. Well, he was the Secretary of Defense Heller on Twenty Four. Yeah. Oh, and, I know uh, that dude. Yeah, I know that yeah. dude. He sells oh, gold. Fact, he was in uh, Space Cowboys. He go. was kind of the flight director. I remember that, dude. He's been in loads of stuff. And he was, okay, you know what I mainly remember him from? Knott's Landing. Yes, exactly. Back in the day. And he is uh, 84 years old today. Okay. Yeah, that guy's been in tons of stuff. Was he on? Never mind. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. He played Benson Casey. He was Benson. Yeah, yeah. was he no, on one of those? That was Robert Keown. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I, I might be mistaking him for the dude that's in Succession. Uh, he was in like one of those early HBO shows. Might have been. Yeah. I. You know what? Part of the reason remember I used to be one of the called Frank. Yeah. One of the, <laughs> right. The, right, right, Frank, right yeah. Space Cowboys is a line where he goes, "At a boy, Frank." <laughs> <laughs> and that's where I got the idea of I'd like to be a Frank, good yeah. and manly, <laughs> one syllable name. All right. We also have Ah singer Al Stewart. Oh. 78 years old today. Had a couple of hits. One song, uh, Year of the Cat. I love that song. A great song. On the Border. On the Border is another great song. See, I have both of those in multiple He's a cat. In multiple playlists. Yes, yes. Uh, but he, he's a cat, yes. Uh, Al Stewart, great singer. Has a, a pronounced list, but it, was still, it worked for his music, right? He's got kind of There's one of these, yes. Daytime she movies. comes out of the sun in a silk dress running like a watercolor <laughs> in the rain. Wow. <laughs> that was good. We, we, we know our Al Stewart. You and me. Yeah. Atlantic City. Tribute band Al Stewart. Al Stewart. Let's do it. We'll be called the Border. <laughs> the yeah. Border. We'll yes. Yeah. We are the Border. <laughs> He's 78 today. Uh, it's also George Lazenby's birthday. Oh, today. Uh, in a phenomenal James Bond movie, yeah. uh, Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the great career F-ups of all time, which he gladly admits these days. Uh, he turned his... He, they offered him a multi-picture deal as James Bond, mm-hmm. and he turned his back on it. And 
birthday turns 84 years old today. And the last birthday I saw is cartoonist Kathy Geiswhite. Yes. And uh. she is the one who brought us Kathy. It all started on Kathy's birthday. Picnic, party hats, even balloons with her face on them. <laughs> is that from? Uh, no. Okay. Kathy found all these Kathy clips, so I get to give all the credit to Kathy. Okay. Give all the credit to Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so she is seventy three. I was. I always said, like, got her own clips. There's no movie. There's nothing with like a Kathy character. I, like I couldn't I never think mm. of anything. Interesting. And Kathy. This was a show that Jace watched, uh, and there was one episode, and him and I were like, "Are they saying Kathy?" Like we wanted to make sure it was actually Kathy. We thought maybe it was something else, uh, and the name of the episode is you know something Kathy, and so uh-huh. we were like, "Kathy." I was like, "This is it. I that's have my a, clips." That's a good point. I well, can't. Know, I can't think of anything yeah. either. Patton's girlfriend is Kathy in the movie. He keeps calling me. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Kathy, where's my brown shirt? <laughs> uh, let's see if somebody knows the answer to this question. What fictional movie restaurant is located at 8507 Queens Boulevard? 215-263-WMMR. Danielle, we're going to go to first. Hi, Danielle. Good morning. Hi, Jamie. <laughs> it's Jamie? So we had it so close. Where in the hell did we get Danielle from? Okay. You know what? It, it beats me, but it's okay because it's early in the morning. All right. It's all right. What's the answer we're looking for, Jamie? McDowell's from Coming to America. McDowell's. Yeah. yeah, hang on. Is that a legit address? It is. I looked it up. Yes. Yeah, I'm real quick this morning, and I believe it's a, it was like a Wendy's or something like oh, that. Oh, that's hilarious. Nick? I saw a commercial for the first time yesterday. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's uh, McDonald's references in many movies over the years, and they actually spent a little bit of time with Coming to America. It's an it's a, a official McDonald's commercial. Oh, that's great. With all these different McDonald's references over the years, including um, <laughs> McDowell's, which is pretty awesome. That's, that's a great, great idea. Yeah. One of the great ongoing jokes about the movie is he, like he knows he's they're going to sue him eventually. Yeah, yeah. That's one to McDonald's people. <laughs> All right, so we lost uh, several people over the weekend, which is, of course, terrible. And uh, a lot of them in the world of music. And obviously, the big, big biggie happened while we were gone, and that's Jimmy Buffett died. Um, we didn't get a chance to touch on this. We'll mention a couple things here, and we'll probably go a little bit deeper yeah. uh, as we get, uh, you know, as we wake up this morning. But he was 76 years old. At first, they didn't announce why he had uh, passed, what the reason was, and it turned out to be an aggressive form of skin cancer. I don't know, you you guys, but the first thing I thought was all that time out in the sun, That's man. exactly what That's I thought. Exactly. I yeah. There's a guy whose entire lifestyle was predicated on beach living. Yeah. Um, his family released a statement that said he passed away peacefully on the night of September 1st, surrounded by his family, friends, music, and dogs. Uh, he lived his life like a song till the very last breath and will be missed beyond measure by so many. Uh, and there's some great you know, information, unfortunately, that you find out. I mean, all the information is there for pretty much any celebrity, but it all comes bubbling up when, when somebody passes sure. away. it's always the way. There's some really interesting stories about uh, the songs and how they came to be and so on, and we'll probably dive into that in a little while. Yeah, we will. The thing that I always thought about him, and, and as I would hear him interviewed throughout the years, is that he just sort of fell into everything. Like, he was the most casual, loose dude who ended up building an empire. Yeah. yeah, literally a billion yeah. dollar yeah. Em- empire. It's unbelievable right. what he was able to do. It was almost with a certain lifestyle. Exactly. That's what it became a lifestyle. He was so p- pure to that that it couldn't help but succeed. Yeah, I was shocked though to hear it. Yeah, yeah. he had canceled some shows. Yep. like and in May no, or whatever it was. No Kathy, tour this year. We no were just t- talking okay. about yeah. that. Do you remember about where's where's the Buffett tour? Yeah, yeah. 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 
Uh, we'll uh, we'll explore some of that uh, in a little while. But uh, on the heels of that, then you had the original Smash Mouth frontman Steve How uh, uh, Steve Harwell says Howell here. I don't know why. Oh boy, Steve Harwell uh, died, and it was due to acute liver failure. Uh, he was only fifty six years old. Uh, he died on uh, Monday, surrounded by family and friends at his home in Boise, Idaho. Um, and yeah, I remember specifically it was uh, Walking on the Sun was this was the first song that came yep. out by that band. I'm like, All right, this is a cool, different sound. And he definitely had a unique delivery in his yeah. uh, in his vocal presence. Um, they grew really big when All Star hit and uh, I'm a Believer, which was both, they were both featured in Shrek. Yeah. Um, and they had a three-time Platinum Grammy-nominated sophomore album, Astro Lounge. Uh, Smash Mouth went on to release four more studio albums with uh, Harwell. Uh, 2003's Get the Picture, 2005's The Gift of Rock, and 2006's Summer Girl, and then 2012's Magic. Over the weekend, a manager for the band announced that he had entered at-home hospice care. Uh, he'd struggled with alcohol and substance abuse throughout his life, which TMZ says is a contributing factor to his declining health. Yeah, there was the original story was that he'd gone home, like, basically into hospice, and uh, and just two days later, he was gone. Yeah, it's sad news. We, we had a chance to meet him. He came by the studio uh, one time way back when uh, at Y100, uh, when, right when they were hitting. Nice dude, right? Nice enough guy. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I don't know if you want to play the one uh, clip of him talking about the band, the mindset of the band. Uh, it, it's kind of telling. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know uh, if it's over yet. We can do it later on. I know. We, we have three uh, clips, and those are, I believe, songs Okay, uh, right now. Well, let's play a little bit of I'm a Believer, because they did a really cool take on this song and revitalized it. Yeah. I like the turn they took on this. It was pretty cool. And I saw her face. Yeah, the, uh, the close of the movie, right? Yeah. And actually, Eddie Murphy sings on that version oh, yeah. at the end of the song. Because he starts going, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. <laughs> uh, but I really don't know what the story was as far as him uh, being in the band as of late. In 2021, uh, it says here he retired from performing. Yeah. Uh, there was a video that went viral of him. He was drunk on stage and slurring his words, and he was cursing at the audience and stuff like that. So uh, we have a little bit about him. This is uh, the clip describing uh, Smash Mouth. Here we go. I think a lot of things that people don't know is that we definitely earned the right to be here. Nobody saw behind the doors how hard we worked. I don't know what we are. I think we're just... We're a, we're a pop rock band with a, I don't know, with an alcohol twist. Oh, wow. There you go. Uh, yeah. All right, and then uh, one last uh, death in the world of music to mention. Uh, man, Gary Wright man. died. He had a couple of hits, Love is Alive and uh, Dreamweaver, obviously, was a big, big one for him. He was 80 years old. Uh, his son, Justin Wright, uh, told TMZ he died on Monday morning at his home in California. Uh, he had been battling Parkinson's ah, disease. man. Uh, for about five to six years, and also uh, more recently, it developed Louis body dementia, which can be terrible, as we know from you know Robert, Robert Williams, Williams. And yeah. 
other stories that we've heard about that. Uh, but outside of those great songs on his own, Love is Alive and, and Dreamweaver, um, he also, he, he was in the band Spooky Tooth. Spooky Tooth. In the late 60s. I remember that band, yeah. Yep, he played keyboards on George Harrison's album All Things Must Pass. Wow. And had a successful solo career in the 1970s. I don't know if this is correct, but did he invent the monorail? No. Uh, okay. I, 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 no well, just, I can't say that he didn't because I don't have those stats here. But, Case, can you find... We don't dream, have it. We don't have... We don't uh, it, have it, Dream no. Weaver. Connor should have it. That's insane. Yeah, it, it was... Um, yes, we, we've got to have it. Uh, we just got to have it. The beginning of that song still... I love it. It's, it, it is... It's so ethereal and spacey and, and strange and you just... You don't hear stuff like that anymore. No, you just don't. I, I think it, it it captures a time. You'll you'll agree and with it, this. It still, it resonates today. I think is a really cool sound. There was an listen. Obviously, we know how things are, and music gets tested, and so on and so forth. That's why the A to Z is so cool because, in a way, it's reminiscent of what radio was years ago, which was you get all these different. Things, these yeah. weird things that would pop up. And this, you know, Dreamweaver was definitely a unique sounding song. I always thought the production of that sound yeah. song was just real. Oh, we have, yeah, yeah, I just thought this was. I still love this to this day. All the little chirps and stuff I at the beginning there. You guys remember this song, right? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I just uh, posted a video in uh, July with this song. Yeah. Uh, it was it had a resurgence in 1992 because of Wayne's World. That's right. Every time he would see Tia Carrere, yeah, yeah. Uh, this song would play, and he would get you know speechless. Wasn't Cartman also so cool? <laughs> an episode of South Park where he had to sing it really fast a lot. But he was a studio musician as well. He played keyboards for a whole bunch of people, including Jerry Lee Lewis, Ringo Starr, B.B. King, Harry Nilsson, Ronnie Spector. I mean, some of the all-time greats. That's a big career there. Yeah. Uh, he survived by two adult sons, Justin and Dorian, and his wife, Rose, who he'd been married to since 1985. So that was sad news to me. It is sad. Three of them. We lost a few of them, yeah. So uh, we'll get a little bit more into some of that later on. We do have some other stories in the world of celebs to pass along to you. Kanye West and his wife, Bianca Sensori, have been banned for life. <laughs> From a popular Venetian boat rental company following the viral photos of them earlier this week. The pair were caught engaging in an alleged sexual act on a water taxi in Venice with West even exposing his bare butt. It looks like she's giving him a hummer. The boat rental company, Venezia Turismo Motoscafi. Hey, you give me a hummer. Wasted no time in condemning their behavior and made it clear that they are no longer welcome on their boats. Get off my gondola. Uh, this decision has sent shockwaves through Italy with many online critics arguing that West's actions amounted to public indecency and calling for police intervention. How dare you put that in your mouth? Uh, some people have even expressed concern for Sensori and questioned the nature of her relationship with Kanye considering their recent, quote, wedding in January, which is now under scrutiny due to lack of a marriage certificate. That should only be used for papi. 
Uh, the company said only uh, on board uh, the driver had to keep a lookout for traffic and did not see these obscenities. If this had happened, he would have immediately disembarked and reported the transgressor to those in authority. So Kanye's wife uh, is uh, a complete exhibitionist. Have you seen the way yeah. she, she goes out like... Yeah, wearing next to nothing. Like next to nothing Absolutely. all the time. That's her thing. Yeah. In addition, there was a third person on board the water taxi who accompanied Mr. and Mrs. West who obstructed the captain's view to the stern in uh, any case. <laughs> I'm thinking like a couple from the Midwest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was rather interesting what they were doing. Uh, Benicio Turismo uh, Montescafi is known for its celebrity clientele, including the likes of Lady Gaga and Jennifer Lopez. By banning West and Sensori, the company is making a statement that whatever behavior they showed on the Vote. It will not be tolerated. Uh, Kanye hasn't spoken out about the viral incident Just this week. Just like a pest in a flavor. Flavor is a welcome anytime. Anytime. He hasn't done anything wrong yet. So, an L.A. judge has ruled in favor of Kevin Costner over his estranged wife, Christine Baumgartner, in their dispute regarding child support. Were you pulling for Kevin Costner because you're a Yellowstone fan, Kathy? <laughs> I just want him to do the damn show. Costner sitting will. there. What are we? What are you doing with all of us? All the fans. We're just sitting here waiting. Have you heard my drops? He will now have to pay Baumgartner $63,209 per month for their three children, uh, Caden, who is 15, Logan, 14, and daughter Grace, uh, 12. Maybe this is what's going on with him. Maybe he's, after that's, this that, is all over, he'll come to maybe his Maybe that's it. Yeah, clearly now, a distraction. She was temporarily receiving $129,000 before the decision was made. Wow. Uh, Baumgartner had previously requested Costner pay her $248,000 a month. A month? Yeah, Costner argued in response oh that he God. could not afford to pay that amount because he will earn substantially less in 2023 following his departure from Yellowstone. Uh, Baumgartner, for her part, previously claimed that the amount was necessary so their kids could maintain the same standard of living with her as they do with their father. Now, listen listen to the lawyer. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is beautiful. He says, because the children fly on private aircraft to go on luxury vacations when they are with their father, the family code dictates that Kevin should pay sufficient child support to Christine so that the children can go on comparable vacations when they are with her. <laughs> well, don't you remember when Jim Carrey got divorced? The same thing happened, and we had this similar conversation, and we couldn't believe that he had to pay so much out yeah. But it is so that the children can continue to live the and lifestyle they're used to. Listen, the lawyer follows it up with, this is true, even if the child support payments also improve Christine's lifestyle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, if that's collateral damage, they'll take it. I'll suck it up. All right, I'll fly private as well. Uh, they face. I mean, off. why can't the kids go on private jets and vacation with their dad? They can you know what I mean? Like, no, but, yeah. but yeah, why? Can, why does? Why does? Why can't he spend the money to take them? Why because they be can't given? do it all the time. Because one, because half the time they'll is, be with the mom. This is the right. life you're accustomed to. Argument. Well, it shouldn't. Like when they had it before, it could be any time. Now it's only with dad. They're accustomed to having that kind of travel all, all the, the time. time. Yeah. So right. mom needs to be financially sol solvent enough to take them on those flights. Yeah, the judge sided with Costner. Yeah. 
Uh, you must her, be out of your goddamn mind. And Bob Gunner faced off in uh, court for a two-day hearing, which started on uh, Thursday, August 31st. Uh, both exes took the stand. Following the proceedings, Costner actually opened up to Access Hollywood about... You must be out of your goddamn mind. How duking it out in court with Baumgartner was a horrible place to be. He said, it feels so bad that we're talking about somebody I love on the other side. I just can't. Uh, when asked if he still had love for her, he said, of course, adding that he thinks everybody involved wants the intense legal battle to resolve sooner rather than later. Later. Huh. So there's that. I mean, could you scrape by on that a month? <laughs> if I had to. It'd be tough, but. Uh, the urgent family matter that led Blink-182 to postpone the European tour has been revealed. Travis Barker's wife, Courtney Kardashian, was briefly hospitalized. Mm. The pair announced in June they are expecting their first child together. Source told people that Kardashian is back home now with her kids, and she is feeling better, and she is happy to have Travis back at home, too. So uh, this comes after Blink announced uh, via their Instagram stories on Friday. Due to an urgent family member, Travis had to return home to the States. Uh, the Glasgow, Belfast, and Dublin shows were being postponed. So I don't know what. Yeah, why? Right when you're pregnant. She was hospitalized, but yeah. I'm sh- maybe you guys saw this. I'm sure you did. A source told People Magazine, Joe Jonas has retained a divorce yes. lawyer. Mm-hmm. Kathy. After four <laughs> years of marriage to Sophie Turner. You know, Kathy used to watch that reality show, right? The Jonas Brothers? Wait, th- yes, I did. Yes, you watched it. Great show. Uh... This wasn't the one with the giant wedding that lasted. That's Priyanka Chopra, months, right? Yeah, no. okay. but they did. They did get married twice. I think they did a, a couple of ceremonies. So yeah, there they was, okay. they walked down the aisle twice. Yeah, once in Vegas and then again in France. Uh, so they did have a big to do eventually, and they're the parents of two children: a daughter Willa and second daughter, uh, who is fourteen months of age. And we don't know the the name of that child. You know, it's interesting. I always I always feel a little. Now we'll see where this goes. But I always feel a little suspect of the of the couple that is like crazy in love know. in the beginning. You know what I, I mean? Know. Yeah. And just because they were going they were going gaga over each other in the in the beginning, and and, I'm and the always, multiple marriage, the big multiple marriage thing, right? Yeah, and I'm just when I see people in real life and, and celebrities when they're just so in love with each other, I just get yeah, I just think it's going to implode. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that makes you have a bit of a cynical turn. And yeah. for me, it's uh, the music star and the actress, and like it just it never seems that these work out in the in the long run. Well, you got to remember that uh, <coughs> what was it, Kid Rock and uh, Pamela Anderson was like yeah. four times. Yeah. Yeah, that, that mm-hmm. held together. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Game of Thrones actress and Jonas Brothers musician first connected through Instagram DMs in 2016. In 2020, they welcomed their first child, daughter Willa, and the welcome of second child in July of 2022. You so. were a fan of hers, right? On uh, Game of Thrones, right? Oh, yeah. very much yeah. so. Yeah, immediately. I was like, uh, yep, she's a, she's a lovely young lady. A lovely young lady, Game of Thrones. A lot of sex, a lot of nipples. By the way, there's no trouble in paradise for Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas. That's what you were thinking of, Kathy. Yeah. On okay. Sunday, the Quantico actress shared a photo of her husband looking out an airplane window and wrote the caption, Dreamy. Dreamy. So they're happy together. I can't be with you, my love, because I'm high in the sky like a dream weaver. I should return to you I've just like the turtles return to Capistrano. <laughs> <laughs> Turtles, right? Is that is it salmon? That's right, bro. Salmon to Capistrano. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, on to Burning Man. Yes, uh, where we have our correspondent um, Pierre Robert. 
I just texted him. Okay, we'll see if we can talk to him. We've got to get him on. It's a matter of being able to actually communicate with him. But Chris Rock and uh, Diplo, who has yeah. Philadelphia ties, managed to get out of Burning Man by hitching a ride in the back of a fan's pickup truck. <laughs> Following the rainstorms, it led to uh, people sheltering in place. Uh, over the weekend, the famous DJ shared a video to Instagram on Sunday featuring the Everybody Hates Chris star in the bed of a pickup truck together. I'm not very familiar with Diplo. I don't know a ton about him, but I found myself following a lot of his stuff this weekend simply because of Burning Man, and it, it, I was glad to see them get out. They walked like five or six miles. Six miles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly that, and it's wild from the beginning. you got to mind you, you know, last week we were talking about uh, Pierre's excitement about yeah. this bucket list trip of his. He was able to secure a mummer's outfit from Jackie Bam Bam. Uh, the whole dilemma was, how do I pack this? How do I get this out there? And then Preston, from like the second it all started to happen, mm-hmm. it became a nightmare. Uh, Diplo told CNN, for sure, Chris is going to have a huge bit in his next special about Burning Man <laughs> because he was really bizarrely scared of what was going to happen. <laughs> he thought there was going to be cannibalism a day later and didn't know if people were going to run on our camp and steal our stuff. Uh, the pair walked for miles in the mud before they met a fan who actually could give them a ride out. He said it was a challenge, but honestly, one of the highlights of the whole trip was getting out of there and enjoying the time out there and seeing the desert, walking through the mud and meeting fans. Kathy, so, how many, how long would, seeing the muddy, horrific conditions, how long would it have taken you to just... I, w- just, I wouldn't even have gotten yeah, I know. on the plane. Mm-hmm. But I mean, once when you're I, there... When I saw this, when I saw the news, I was like, oh my gosh, like I just you know, of course, immediately thought of Pierre. Yes. And I was like, his first time out there, he really wanted to do this. And this, no, I, I wouldn't yeah. have lasted 10 seconds in those conditions. I mean, everything that could go wrong went wrong. Everybody's going to have a great story coming out. Absolutely. Except for the one yeah. dude who died. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but I, I think you're going <laughs> to, I, I have the feeling it's probably not, while it sucked, I'm sure it's going to be a cool experience that everybody had. There are moments, I'm sure, that they they, they, they were showing footage. They did this big sort of fashion catwalk thing, Preston. Mm-hmm. Oh. It, and it was all mud. It was all mud. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I saw that. I thought that was something else. Yeah. It was uh, I just hilarious. saw that. Wait, how did somebody die? I didn't read the story. I just saw there was one death. Okay. Uh, but li- you know what? Listen, uh, people have died at that event before. Yes. So you're talking about 70,000 people in interesting conditions and somebody could have a medical uh, you know, episode. What about the dude who ran into the bonfire? There's a guy who did yeah. that. Yeah, and actually killed himself. So, All right. Uh, let's see. Another quick story here. Fran Drescher is feeling the weight of the joint WGA and SAG-AFTRA strike. Uh, the nanny actress took to Instagram on Sunday to express regret, regret over losing her temper with another member of SAG after her. She said, due to a convergence of family aggravation, personal health issues, board member abuse, staff bureaucracy, and release of tears to Duncan, which I don't know what that means, mm. uh, from feeling the weight of the world on my shoulders, she said she, quote, yelled at an unsuspecting member who was simply sharing her grievances. Does she run on Duncan? Oh, I don't know. Maybe she did. Tears of Duncan. Uh, She said, I had a meltdown and a complete and offensive overreaction. I, of course, apologized, but continue to beat myself up over it. Do not demand perfection from yourself because you are setting yourself up for failure. If you do, you may lose it like I did, and you may offend those undeserving of your wrath when you've reached the end of your rope. (laughs) It's funny when she talks in the non-Fran Drescher way, and she's just basically tamped down in her normal stuff. Uh, herself, it, it seems it's uh, disorienting. So uh, she didn't 
expand on who it was or why they went off or anything like that, but it did take place. All right, um, do we have clips? Yes, we All do. All right, let's do those. Paranormal psychologist investigates claims of talking of a talking animal in Nandor Fodor and the Talking Mongoose. And here executive producer Jeff Anison talks about staying true to the stranger than fiction story that inspired the movie. Here we go. Adam Segal, the director, like he didn't just make up events. Like so many times it's like, you know, there's a nucleus, a grain of truth and then everything else. And this one is actually the reverse. Like like all of the writings in there from Dr. Price and the sayings and the things that he, like these are all things that actually happen. I don't I don't want I don't think I want to see it. Mando or Fort Fodor and the talking mongoose is in theaters. Hey, he my speed. No. All right. Next clip. <laughs> Joshua Stradowski plays Rand Al Thor in the high fantasy series The Wheel of Time. And in this clip, he talks about the changes his characters go through in season two. Rand, he has said goodbye to his friends and they think he's dead so that they are safe and that he now can live or at least try to live a new life by himself. I don't I don't want to <laughs> think I want to see it. Uh, the first episode of season two of The Wheel of Time is out now on Prime Video. All right. All right. There you go. That's what we have. Entertainment report for you. Bunch of it this morning. All right. Why don't we take a break? Uh, we will come back in a moment. We got some guests on the program. We got some stuff to spell out, including a new word of the week prize. We think you shall enjoy. So hang out. We'll get the details in a bit. We're getting back into work mode after the holiday weekend. Stay there. We'll return in a bit. We're more back to school A to Z as well. To your neighborhood. Join Brent Porsche tomorrow from 8 to 10 at Club Risque, Bristol, 3025 Veterans Highway for an MMRBQ ticket raid. A pair of tickets will be given away every 15 minutes. Thursday from 7 to 9, Nick McElwain from the Preston and Steve Show rocks the grog at 863 West Lancaster Avenue in Bryn Mawr with the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff. Enter for a chance to win a pair of Eagles tickets courtesy of Bud Light and enjoy $3 Bud Light drafts during the football game. Later on this morning, uh, G Love will be joining us and another great musician, Corey Feldman. Will be on the program. I'm, I'm uh, thinking with Corey uh, that I'm I'm fess up that we've been uh, you know we're not fans of the music you know and 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 but beyond he's been very interesting in interviews lately and he's mm. there there's like a Jordan Peele is talking about you know the the Corey Feldman movies and and the impact that they had on his life and we've always said that that stuff was great so. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll try it that maybe way. Maybe we just pretend that we like it. Just <laughs> no, we can I'm talk not doing that. You can't. I don't think you have to pretend that you like it, and I don't think you have to tell him that you don't like it. Just, yeah. just You can just impart the information <laughs> yeah, that yeah. he's coming to uh, the area to perform. You think that's the way to play I it? I think that's the way to play yeah. it. He might hang up on us, because he did oh, block he us on yeah. social yeah. media, remember? Yeah, we'll try. We'll find out at 930 this mm-hmm. morning. Okay. You know See what happens. Uh, I was out of town this weekend, went to a friend of mine's uh, daughter's wedding, so I was blissfully on unaware of the terror that was taking place of an escape 
convict in this area. So I have to admit, when it, when this, this story came out, I'm like, okay, this happens, you know, we've had a, a few. We've uh, had a few recently. Right, so, but as I said earlier, Kathy, in the news, when I was listening to the press conference, they were being as concrete as they could about the fact that this is a, a particularly dangerous guy. Well, he stabbed his girlfriend yeah. 38 times in front of her two young children. Right. So... Yeah. So Maybe a little different than the guy who escaped and was on drug charges. Right. right. So, but I mean, it, it was, I mean, they were as clear as they could be. And then they were, they were laying out all sorts of things about in the air, about not stopping to, to, if someone waves you down or all of these things that you, oh, I guess you do have to think about that. And he's, uh, to be honest, I thought they would catch him sooner. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm surprised he is still out there. They were, um, I heard them talking about, uh, how thorough yes. the search is and how they basically just like blanketed the area and tried to force him out onto one of those highways, I think 52, that was closed. And they went all the way through. They said they were looking on the ground. They were looking up in trees. Like, they got every square foot. Listen up, ladies and gentlemen. Our fugitive has been on the run for 90 minutes. Speed over uneven ground, barring injuries, four miles an hour. That gives us a radius of six miles. What I want out of each and every one of you is a hard target search of every gas station, residence, warehouse, farmhouse, hen house, outhouse, or doghouse in that area. Yeah. And they, they eventually got him. <laughs> they did. Yeah. That so it worked. Get him. Yeah. Uh, because the search uh, shifted a bit uh, this morning, I think, the they said the Unionville Chads Ford School District and the Kennett uh, School District will be closed today. Yeah, oh, I, can, okay. I can see that. That could be a risk. Here's a guy, again, we were talking about earlier, who's got, there's nothing, you know, stopping him. He has nothing to gain by not going full out right. and, and, you know, doing everything he needs to do to get out of the area. He's a smaller guy from what they say as well. But you stop and think about it in those, in that area in particular, in the woods, you know, how easy is it, even with trained I know to hide. locators and trained investigators. How easy would it be to evade? Just that? a little guy, right? Get the dogs out there, man. Right, yeah, they have, they have. They said they've got tons yeah. of dogs out there, and gotta. They I even mean, have blood cats, which wow. are less blood cats. Yeah, but they haven't even reported that any of the dogs picked up on scent. Yeah. Did we? We had a bloodhound guy call us one time. Remember that? And we wanted desperately. We couldn't arrange it. We wanted to get the scent. We should and try to see how it was going to be yeah. you, Casey, Casey. I think yeah. on the run to yeah. see how long if, it would take how, to track him down. Right, right. In general, because they're incredibly accurate. I mean, I think this guy's probably doing all the things that I would do: travel at night only. You know, you hide and, and hunker down during the day. Okay. Me. How often have you thought about this? Quite Your often. Pl- I'm sure. Often. Yes, I would love to know your plan. What are you running? From. He came uh, in me? about midday and was talking about Alf. Would not stop talking about Alf. <laughs> he had a piece of pie and he talked. He said he he said he would love to visit Mel Mac. <laughs> yeah, I want to know what you did that you've got to be on the run. Um, I, he, he was I, wrongfully prosecuted. He's like he's he like wrongfully uh, accused. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like Richard yeah. Kimball. Yes, Kathy, because looking for the one armed dog. If That's I right. did do the crime, I would do the time. Okay. But, but I but didn't, didn't. I didn't do no. the crime. He was fair. on the run. Yeah. Checkpoints go up at fifteen miles. Your fugitive's name is Doctor Richard Kimball. 
There you go. Um, say no doctor that we're looking for now. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was a uh, Escape from Dannemora, which is a true story, but there was a miniseries about it on Showtime. And these uh, convicts had l- escaped. Yeah. And they both got clipped during the day. The one guy, it just, you know, bad luck. He was, I think he was uh, holed up in like a treehouse or something like that. And every outhouse. And every yeah. an outhouse. But he ended up uh, like crossing the street at the wrong time. And there was a cop right there chasing down. You it's know? astonishing. Yeah. I mean, uh, and yet, you know, my, my, my older brother, both my brothers are, you know, law enforcement. Um, and, and if someone's practiced at it or, or dodgy enough, obviously, I wonder statistically how many of these, how many successful yeah. escapes. Well, we had stories not that long ago of a guy who you know, died and afterwards they found out that he lived a, a, a completely different life. And he yeah. had, I had it in the bizarre file and he had apparently uh, committed this crime way back when, uh, was serving his time and escaped and got out and they never found him. And he died living another life. I mean, it happens from time to time. But uh, here we go. This is a... Uh, this is from the Urban Institute. It says as many as 90% of all escapees are eventually recaptured. However, this estimate includes inmates who walked away from minimum security facilities. Right. Which those is who escape from higher security facilities and those with lengthier dangerous criminal histories are even more likely to be caught. So it says maybe 10% of them get yeah. away with it, you know? Um, I, I was thinking about like where, like where is he going? You know, I mean, I'm sure he doesn't know, but like where right. if he could get out of the country? Because then I'm like, well, maybe if he got back to Brazil. But I heard uh, in Brazil they're reporting oh. that he's like yeah. a scumbag. Yeah, and- oh, he was, he was wanted there. He It'll be away. worse for him. There. Have you seen what what's like? There's a whole Nat Geo did a whole special on the prisons of South America and and some of these. Um, I mean, they're just basically it's like Escape from New York. They put everybody. In just a general holding cell, you know, with little beds and cots and stuff yeah. like that, and it and it's you 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 guys fight it out. By the way, I had a story last week of this guy who was a rapist who was serving life in prison, and he was busted out of prison by his uh, his mom right. and, yes. and the gal, and they got away on they got away on jet skis on the Mississippi River. That's right, and he was he was out for a year for a year where they tracked him down. So, but that's with coordinated people helping you out. You've got a plan. You've got a place to hide out. And, yeah, they don't and, think they think he acted alone. They don't. Yeah, think he this had guy's help. just gonna forget it. It's it's where do you go eventually? Imagine it's, though, it's, it's not going to happen. Preston, so you're out in this area, and they they were going. They were going to houses and telling people stay inside. They were telling, basically, you have to stay in that general area, right? I mean. Casey, you walked out this morning and apparently your garage door was up. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you're. you're that happens every now and then. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I love it. Walk out at, you know, four o'clock in the morning and go, oh, okay. great. Good. Not only is the garage door open, the lights are on in the garage to it. Come on in. We're right awesome. yeah. And old Victrola music is playing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you, if you think about this guy, like, you, you get out, you have no plan, you see right. an opportunity, you get out, you escape. What now? Okay, you've got to get you got to get um, shelter. You have to get money. Mm-hmm. And the second you try to do any of that stuff, you're exposing yourself. You know yeah. who just did this uh, on a much more famous level? Bam, Bam. Remember, Bam wandered into the woods and yeah. was oh, that's lost right. in the woods for a while. Right. In those woods, and Steve, somebody know, said uh, somebody texted in saying it's the same cops dealing with uh, this escaped convict. It that dealt with Bam. Dealt with Bam. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. So, so what it's and they they took a step which I had not ever heard before. They're flying this helicopter over the area with a recorded message from his mother. Yeah. yeah. 
and they're playing the message into the into the woods in the hopes that he'll hear it. My guess is he would not respond to something like that. No, well, who knows? But I mean, they've got to try everything because he yeah. is dangerous. They are worried about it, and if he hurts somebody else, like oh, yeah, yeah. this is it's it's not going to be good. Well, they closed the schools; those two schools, they right? They closed the two schools. Longwood Gardens was closed over the weekends because of it. Uh, you know, they were they're telling people stay inside lock your doors where's where I, I would go to longwood gardens that's i mean you know if i were a fugitive it's lovely i, there. Yeah. I, I was been in prison and now i gotta stop and look at this for a while the vestitius well, were very impressed yes he did get uh what did he get he got peaches snap peas and something else uh from that guy's house Re- relay that story from this morning kathy Ra- they- ryan drummond yeah. I, I wonder if he listens maybe he could call in and tell us uh okay peaches apples and green snap peas he took from uh, apparently that's from nice. Snack. Ryan's house. Healthy snack. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got you got yeah. to yeah. eat right when yeah. you're on the run. Absolutely. <clears throat> but, it, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, that's I, what I was thinking. Though. That's what I would do. I would break into somebody's house and right. I, you'd have to take their food. That's probably where he got a backpack from. Uh-huh. This clearly wasn't Catherine Romano as cooking was involved. <laughs> <laughs> There was hot fruit. It was hot fruit, <laughs> heated fruit, which, as you know, she hates. <laughs> there were some poorly prepared uh, pancakes. Uh, no, French toast. French toast. That sucks. Mm. <sighs> yeah, you, you pretty much have nowhere to go. You have, you have nowhere to go unless you get really, really lucky and find a vehicle or something to make it out. And then what? Then where do you go? What do you do? If you know that all these eyes, because you have... Right, so it's the the local police. At, at this point, uh, the FBI involved oh, as well? Oh, everyone's involved at right? this point, yeah. yeah. Is there any word on how he escaped? Anybody have he, any idea? Yeah, through a fence. So at the at the prison, there was a fence, had a hole in it? Yeah, and apparently, I don't know if... <laughs> I don't know if someone else escaped or, but it was known that there that this was That's there. That's the escape and, hole, mm-hmm. and the, that it was still like was open. It the George, and still able to stay get away there. from that escape hole. Was it the George Hill Correctional Facility? I don't know of it's any other Chester, Chester County Prison. Okay. I don't know if that's the same thing as George Hill. Steve, you remember the movie uh, Bad Boys with Sean Penn? Yes. Yeah. It's a good uh, movie. There was, uh, they escape out of there. There was a, the one smart kid. This was uh, like a juvenile detention facility yeah. for some really badass kids and the one smart kid in there figured out a way to put this corrosive material on the fence yeah, yeah, and like yeah. leave it there for like two days and it eventually corroded it right. and popped it out and and escaped that way through the fence. That's a good movie. That is a good movie. Case it is not the same as two different facilities. Okay. Hmm. That movie also had uh, an ingenious way to beat someone to death which was taking so- a pillowcase and soda so- cans. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, which was pretty intense. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty brutal. Yeah. Uh, who's And the, uh, the, uh, the, the his main antagonist is um, from Shawshank. Uh, well, yeah, the uh, um, what's his name? Um, yeah. Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown, but also I think Isai Morales. Isai Morales is another was one, yeah. the main bad guy in that as well. Let's talk about our favorite <laughs> <Wow>. movies now. <laughs> now so that crazy. there's a deadly escaped convict. Actually, no. I, I wonder how close to reality some of those escape from prison movies. I know Escape from Alcatraz was based on a real story and they made the, you know, uh, um, paper mache heads and stuff like that. And it's still the stuff of, I mean, it, it, it's like Loch, the Loch Ness Monster. It has its own mythos surrounding it. Mm-hmm. And they've done everything, I think, from maybe even Mythbusters and everybody has done the, you know, could they have fought the current in, in the in the uh, the harbor there? The, uh, uh, could they, with the, sh- the sharks, all of that, could they have survived it? And it seems staggeringly against the odds that they made it, but yet there's evidence that they might have. I'll bet if you were a convict, even if you had 
zero intention of ever going through it because you've got all those hours to yeah. sit around and do nothing that you, you could th- devise a plan yeah, yeah, yeah. on how I might be able to get out of here if I had to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, even if you're like a low-level, you know, nonviolent but you're in there, stuck in there for, for months, years, or whatever it is. And you've I got would, all this time to think, you're like, I could do this. Uh-huh. I've watched this. I've seen this. I've seen that. I know how the system works. And I bet you I could plan my way out of here. I already have a plan. Time. Okay. What I would do is I would run out my sentence okay. and then leave on the and day leave. they said I could. Uh, mm. That's smart. Dude, He was this guy was convicted to life with no parole. Right. Uh, and just a few days or, or a week or so before this escape. So, uh, so probably like what do i have to lose oh like, totally nothing i'll yeah. just try it see what happens that's that's the de- that's the dangerous part is that it's not like hey you know uh things are going to be better yeah things, it, it, yeah. things are looking better right for you, pal yeah but two things are going to happen the guy's either going to be killed yeah. or he's going to go back to prison there's no yeah he's right. not going to go out he's not going to make it there's there's in, unless there was a concerted effort of someone helping and assisting then you have a slim slim chance do of we? living somewhat of a life for a few years but uh, no is anything going to happen? Do we need to lend our services? No. I mean, we have... No. no. This the building police. is pretty tall. It's a vantage point. To, yeah. the, to the authorities. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Then definitely, yeah. To him. You well, think we're going to help you think we're going to help the criminal? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> no, the authorities. Let's, let's start an escaping <laughs> LLC. We'll help you escape. We'll help we you escape. In a bold maneuver, the president will see if you're decided to help me today, the highly rated Philadelphia radio show, <laughs> through all their efforts, and Daisy chained their listeners into a way to help get this prisoner out of the area. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm looking on... I'll never think of it. I'm yeah. trying to find exactly how he escaped, um, but some of these headlines, the New York Post, uh, their headline was, Extremely Dangerous Pint-Sized Killer Who Escaped. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> President Steve today awarded a uh, gift from the Baxter <laughs> from someone who helped get the prisoner across the line. We're offering up our prizes. <laughs> no, we're going to help the law enforcement case. Okay, yeah, that makes yeah. more sense. That's what we'll do. I, I wonder if uh, at some point, you know, if, if they if they're out literally searching the woods, if they're if they're taking like, you know, how they'll sometimes if they're searching for a missing kid or something like that. Oh, yeah. And they'll take like a um, a line of people. Yes. And, and walk together. That's what they did. That's what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. So my so my question would be concerning that, Preston. You're dealing with it with a killer, someone who's very dangerous. When they're doing that and it's not that dangerous, will they occasionally line dance through the woods? Oh. Yeah. Hoping that the yeah. person will want to join in right. because that looks like fun. That does look like fun. And I don't know how to do that. He's arm in arm with yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's so seductive. I had a story not too long ago of a guy, I forgot what country it might have been in Italy, where a guy was drunk yes. and they thought he was missing and they were out looking for him and he joined the search. Yes. He joined in his yeah. own search. I know they were looking for. Uh, hang on a second. I'm going to go to uh, Danielle, who lives in the area in the lockdown zone, or maybe her name is Jessica. <laughs> that happened earlier this morning. Hi, is your name Danielle? It is. Oh, very good. All right, Danielle, what's going on? You live in the area that they've got locked down? Oh, I do. Wow. So how long have you been asked to stay put? Oh, since Thursday. Since Thursday. So they've actually asked that you remain in in sort of lockdown. Yeah, like in the house, 
if you walk outside to let your dog out, you walk outside with them and you come back in and lock the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So That's crazy. There was a story of a gentleman who had... Um, thought he was in his house. Thought he was in his house. Is, do you oh, know... yeah, that's true. Uh, is that anywhere near you? Yes, it is. Oh, man. Oh, okay. Well, how do you feel? What's your... Uh, what, well, are you, you freaked out at all? Him, they supposedly last night had him in a one-mile perimeter locked down as they brought in all the big people, all the, you know... Uh, Rangers right. and everything, and he wasn't in the area that they had locked down at a mile. He was on the other side of it. The trail ah. cam was at ten thirty that picked him up walking through. Okay, on the other side of the one mile perimeter that they had locked down. So Danielle, I, I, we, some of the experts were saying that a, a lot of times they get these people on the run like this will get confused and, and they they do kind of remain in that area in that radius you know uh, hoping that um once the area is searched they'll move on and then they'll be able to move about um so in in the area that you are right now have they given you any guesstimate as to when you know you'll be able to move out of the area because you're you're pretty much you, you can't do anything Oh, well, uh, yeah, I was waiting for the bus to come this morning when the state police pulled up next to me and said, have you seen anybody walking? I'm like, are you looking for the Brazilian man? Yeah. <laughs> he said, yes. I said, well, you told us with the emergency contact that he's up further towards Route 1. Why are you looking here? There have been reports of him moving in a lot of places. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I'd be... I, so They're trying you, everywhere. You're handling it okay? Or, I mean, it's, it's got to be a little nerve-wracking. Yeah, it's nerve-wracking. Yeah, yeah. He was caught on but, um, ring camera, too. Mm-hmm. Like, could you imagine if you got well, him on your ring, ring camera? camera was caught about two days ago. They had, like, a hunter's camera, like a trail yeah, camera. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. At 10 o'clock last night. Oh, uh, wow. Okay. And how far was where that uh, picture was captured from your house? Mm, that one was probably about maybe like a mile, mile and a half. See, that that's... Mm. <laughs> F that. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, would they... Yeah. If, if you were... Um, if you asked, or could you leave the area and go to a hotel? Or did that ever cross yeah. your mind? We were in Atlantic City on Sunday, yeah. Okay. But in some of the... In, the neighborhood that they had the one-mile perimeter in, there were times where they wouldn't let them go anywhere. They had to stay in the house. Yeah. And then when they left, their cars were checked leaving, and their tar- cars were checked coming back. So if you were leaving to go to, say, see a show in AC, would they ask you who you were seeing and rank the importance of that? <laughs> no, they would not. Would they let you go see a Corey Feldman concert? Probably not. All right. No, they shouldn't. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Danielle. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Steve, what if they did uh, as, as a lure to get him out? Kind of like, uh, you know, Wiley Coyote did with the giant free bird seed <laughs> right. sign. You know, yeah. like, you know, yeah. clothes and food. Right, and, right. And yeah. Free right here with the blinking <laughs> lights yeah. and yeah. all that stuff. What I would do, Preston, is I would paint what appears to be a tunnel on the side yes. of the rock. Oh, that's mm-hmm. smart. Yeah. Hey, and this guy has no clue where he is, by the way. He's he doesn't. He, you know, he, he, the murder was committed in Schuylkill County or, right. or Schuylkill Township or whatever. Right. Uh, he's in Chester County. I assume he doesn't have uh, GPS 
uh, maps on a phone or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, this guy has, I mean, he could be running in circles for all he knows. That's true. And, and that's it, why he's, he's as you heard, there, mm-hmm. he stayed pretty much in that radius. Yeah. Which is pretty weird that he hasn't stumbled onto a road by accident where, you know, somebody would see him or something like that. Or they have been. I guess the, the, the trail camera caught him. Hang on a second. Where oh, okay, go to? Schuylkill Township is a township in Chester County. Oh, it is? Okay, yeah. well then, duh. Uh, we'll go to Eric. Hi, Eric. Good morning. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's up, buddy? Uh, no, I just wanted to talk about like the first couple days after this guy escaped. It was it was bananas where I was. I mean, there were helicopters circling our place nonstop with like floodlights in the windows. Wow! And, like, I mean, every I want to say every like hundred feet, there was like a state cop sitting just waiting to catch this dude. Wow! So so and was that um, helicopter pattern with the searchlights? Was that going all throughout the yeah. night? Oh yeah, relentless. I mean, I went to bed and it was nonstop. Woke up and it was it was like a it was just like they went all night for sure. So are you are you are you scared crapless or just cautious as this is happening? I I got I have two kids too that are under five, so yeah. it's like it's tricky going to work and like I try to think about it, but I'm like you know stay. Stay secure, you know what I mean? Yeah, Eric, yeah. Did, did you happen to hear them playing the recordings of his mom asking him to give himself up? No, that would really freak me out. Yeah, they're, apparently <laughs> they're doing that in one of the helicopters, so uh, oh, if, in the area that they think he is. They're so. playing the A to Z back to school special <laughs> in the Yellow helicopter. And they should, oh, yeah. For the, for, the, for, the, <laughs> for the police. All right, Eric. Thank you, yeah, man. Appreciate it. I'd no be, worries. Love you guys. Love, yeah, I'd, be, I'd be, um, how would you be? I mean, Preston, you live... Uh, right, right by, by the prison. prison, yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure. Would you feel confident knowing that you have this radio team here ready to uh, probably in- investigate and a hunt down cr- yeah. crack team crack of team. Uh, uh, former Green Berets? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I I don't know how freaked out I would be. There was uh, several years ago. There was, believe it or not, in our area, there was a guy that was that went crazy with a uh, went with a samurai sword, killed a few people, uh, and he was on the loose in our area, and had uh, and that kind of freaked me out a little while. Oh. So he was actively going around killing people. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty messed up. You know what's scary, though? It's You're like, it'll never happen to me. Like, I'll never encounter any of this. And then he ends up, you know, downstairs it, in your yeah. kitchen uh, making peaches. And making better French toast than you make. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at the, the screenshot from the um, from the trail cam that got him last night at 1030. Um, and they're saying that... Uh, I don't know if it's in Longwood Gardens or if it's right near Longwood Bar- Gardens, but it says spotted by a trail cam at Longwood Gardens property. Okay. So I don't know if it was actually their camera or what, but uh, it was about 1030 last night. He's got the backpack, the same uh, pants on, and looks like he might have taken his shirt off. A lot of open country out there. There way. is a lot. And, I, you know, you, you look at in a, in a general forest, right? And that's what the the, the movie uh, the Blair Witch Project played on so so effectively is that when you're in a forest and you're you get slightly disoriented, trees look like trees, you know, mm-hmm. and you can be very confused very quickly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, you know, to, to conduct an effective search has got to be very difficult. They're going to hold a press conference at eight thirty this morning. To, okay, I guess update everybody. Do they need us there? I think that they might, okay. at least one of us. Yeah, as a representative of, yeah, our, yeah. Uh, of our group, we're here to it's help Kat the president. Probably to announce. Who does the news for the Preston and Steve show? <laughs>
<laughs> taking the bold turn that we are going to help the prisoner uh, find his way out. That's all understanding. For a brief period, they were going to help the prisoner. Mm-hmm. But I need a translator who speaks Portuguese, right? right? Okay. So. Yeah, well, yeah, you, can, yeah. you can dance the dances of Brazil, right? <laughs> Casey so speaks Portuguese. I do. No, I don't oh, speak that's Portuguese. That's the problem. That's right. why I wouldn't yeah, speak. Yeah, yeah. Right. It makes sense. This, is, this plan right. is not going to work. Not coming together. So 8.30 is when they're... Yeah, 8.30 they're going to do a press, press conference. conference. So okay. I'll, I'll try to watch it. Like, All right. Well, anyhow, interesting stuff nonetheless. But I, this is, uh, it's going to end soon, I would imagine. And it's uh, hope, not yeah. going to end well for that guy. I can tell you that. All right. We need to take a break. We have a few things going on. The back to school is in full force. And we start the I don't portion of back to school because we're in the eyes so we'll get to that first then we get some bizarre file stories we get some really good ones today stay with us friends is your phone an app hole you know full of useless apps taking up space well get rid of them and get the wmmr app you can listen to us wherever you go get important alerts and so much more because after all the world needs less app holes Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopingAndWinGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Yesterday, I heard uh, Heaven from Warrant. Yes. <laughs> on the Back to School A to Z. Really enjoyed singing along with that one. Especially some of these pop metal things that you never really hear anymore. Yeah. Uh, when they when they jump in, it's like, ah, there we go. It's tremendous. What uh, the A to Z is all about. So lots of good stuff uh, headed your way as you continue to uh, dive through this list with us. In the meantime, we're going to do the Bizarre File right at this very moment. No. Bizarre. WMMR. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, we'll begin. Actually, I have three. My first three stories all involve flight. Uh Uh-huh. We'll start with this one. A Delta flight from Atlanta to Barcelona was forced to turn around and make an emergency landing after a passenger, quote, had diarrhea all the way through the plane. Wow. This is me, except I managed to keep it in the bathroom on a uh, recent flight. But, yeah, apparently there was like a uh, an art exhibit in that uh, plane there, Preston. That is how the pilot described it. I'll play the audio in a second. Had diarrhea all the way through the plane. The Airbus A350 aircraft was two hours into a transatlantic flight from Georgia to Spain on Friday when the pilot asked to come back. Because of the fecal fiasco, he said this is a biohazard issue. Uh, he said we've had an airplane, uh, a passenger who's had diarrhea all the way through the airplane. So here's the audio of that. Negative. It's just 
a biohazard issue. I, you know, we've had a passenger who had diarrhea all the way through the airplane, so they want us to come back to Atlanta. All the way through oh the airplane. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, we have a bit of a situation could you imagine? And if you're one of the passengers, uh-uh. the stench. The identity of the passenger remains mystery, but the passengers and crew were transferred and flight DL-194 finally made it to Barcelona at 5.10 p.m. the next day, eight hours later than scheduled. They believe it might have been Dakota Fanning, Preston. Oh, it's not no. known if the passenger who had the diarrhea problem was aboard the plane when it touched down in Spain. Cleaning crews were able to scrub down the aircraft once it landed in Atlanta since flight records show that it was used for another flight. Uh, Kathy would have just burned the airplane. Uh, know, you just okay. blow it up. Take us down. We're Scuttle good. the ship. We're going to take a loss on this one. <laughs> who wants to fly this into a mountain? Uh, Delta officials confirmed there was a medical issue on the plane and it had to be redirected directed to Atlanta to be cleaned. The company, however, did not elaborate on the medical reason. Delta passengers had a rough week in the air. Another flight en route to Milan had to be redirected to uh, Atlanta International Airport uh, on August 29th when it hit severe turbulence and injured 11 passengers. So it's been I got up. too much doo in my underpants. There's a <laughs> This was messed up, and maybe you guys saw mm-hmm. the video footage. A gender reveal party in Mexico on Sunday turned deadly. When a plane included in the celebration crashed, killing the pilot. Oh, my God. Right after it flew over the sharing Kathy. crowd. Kathy, like the second that oh, they do awful. the reveal, this plane crashes. The, the wing breaks off and, and it's right. It's literally it's it's done what it's supposed to do. It's released the color. And then right over the house, Preston's right. It happens right there. So having nothing to do with the release of the color and all that, it just was a freak yeah. accident right after. You see that, the, that he obviously tries to pull up very sharply yeah. and the, the wings just fold in. Oh, my God! A viral video of the event shows the aircraft trailing pink smoke, signaling the couple expecting a girl while flying over decorative pink and blue balloons and a sign that reads, Oh, baby. As a couple embraces and guests cheer, one wing can can be seen separating from the plane as it flies away from the crowd and tailspins out of control. Like, they have no idea this happened. Like, everybody's going crazy over the fact that the baby, we're going to have you watch the video here, Kathy. And then they pan back to the couple and everybody's all excited and happy. Um, oh my god! And yeah, wow. they're celebrating, and uh, the, the apparently the guy died. The pilot who was uh, was treated at the scene, they took him to the hospital. He later died. Um, this, of course, isn't the first deadly accident involving gender reveal parties. They have happened before. Come on! And by the way, I saw outside of the whole pilot dying thing, I was like, come on with the gender reveal thing like this. This is stupid. They have a, listen, they went all in, but you could have skipped the plane. They were already over doing it at just the basic level. Mm -hmm. All right. Here's another uh, aeronautical uh, story. Kathy and I saw this uh, news report this morning. A joint operation between Absecon Police, Federal Aviation Administration, the New Jersey State Police, and Galloway Township Police led to the arrest of a man using a drone to vandalize pools at various locations. Can you believe this? Patrick Spina, owner of Comfort Solutions Heating and Cooling, <laughs> was arrested after his drone was traced back to his residence. The drone had been involved in multiple incidents, including dropping a die into residential and commercial pools causing property damage. The first report came from a homeowner who noticed a drone hovering over their pool before releasing a substance that discolored the water. Other incidents were reported including one at the Quality Inn in Galloway Township where the concrete pool base sustained damage. 
Authorities located the drone in flight over the Quality Inn on September 1st and traced its path back to Spina's business. He faces multiple counts of criminal mischief for his actions. Investigators found the substance dropped into the pools was what's called sea dye, typically used by sea rescue services. The dye caused damage to the affected pools, and its use in this manner is considered illicit. So what prompted this guy to be doing this? Other than just pools. Yeah, just mischief? Just come on with this pool stuff. This is driving me crazy. I'm very sorry. Uh, completely different story, not involving airplanes or drones or anything like that. A man has been arrested after allowing his 10-year-old son to drive a pickup truck on a Phoenix area freeway. Uh, officers said the boy led troopers on a brief pursuit Saturday afternoon, weaving and speeding on State Route 101 in Scottsdale before being pulled over. My father told me to drive. The child's 49-year-old father was in the passenger seat. The Phoenix man was booked into jail on suspicion of endangerment, unlawfully permitting a minor to drive, and having an open container of alcohol uh, in the vehicle. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> you, want, you want one, son? A motorist called 911 around 3.30 and said that it appeared that a child was driving the truck on the freeway. You gotta hold the wheel with your left hand so you can hold the beer with your right. A trooper spotted the vehicle and tried to stop it after seeing the driver change lanes unsafely. Officials said the truck failed to stop and the trooper pursued it before the child driver pulled over in an emergency lane. We're looking at a mugshot of the father. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? The 10-year-old boy is not facing any charges, obviously. How's he, how's he going to learn to drive? There you go. That is what I have in today's Bizarre File. Uh, today's Tuesday. That means that we have a Preston and Steve show-themed tattoo to give away, courtesy of our friends at Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, if you would like to win it. You need to text the word tattoo to 39333. The winner will receive a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, which you should go check out, by the way. There are at 17. 1929 South Street in Philly. Or if you want to see their artwork samples, you can visit floatingworldtattoos.com or check them out on Instagram at floatingworldtattoos. We're going to take a break. Come back in just a moment. Stay with us. More of the A to Z. MMRBQ 2023. Starring Shine Down, Billy Idol, and maybe you. That's right. The Preston and Steve side stage is back with Jackie Bam Bam spinning, PNS pals Don McCloskey playing live, and live band karaoke with Sidearm. You can vote at WMMR.com now for your favorite singers to take the stage with them at MMRBQ. Don't miss the fun in the games and great live bands at MMR's annual music festival. Grab tickets at Ticketmaster starting at 25 bucks and join us September 16th at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Text MMRBQ to 39333 for a link to all the details or hit up WMMR.com. MMRBQ 2023 from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Sponsored by Acme. Fresh foods, local flavors. Also by Rita's and Family and Company Jewelers. So while we were gone, a few things uh, took place over the holiday weekend. And dude, Jimmy Buffett died. It sucks. Yeah, that was, it was terrible to hear, especially since he was 76 years old. Clearly had a lot of years left in his life, but he was suffering from a rare form of skin cancer. And that was all kind of kept a secret. Very and, aggressive, apparently. Which yeah. I never heard of it, skin cancer being that aggressive. Yeah, yeah, a lot of times it's, you know, you, you remove a, a tag here or there, yeah. but apparently this this lived up to its reputation and, and took, even his own uh, sister said she was stunned. It became lymphoma. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so it started off as skin cancer and then it uh, graduated sadly into lymphoma and that's what killed him. We were saying off air, like the first thing I thought of, because at first you heard about his death and a day or two later they they revealed what it was. And I was like, oh man, dude sitting out in the sun all the time. That's what I thought of, whether it's that or not. I have no idea. That's what I thought of. I think even he had made mention of uh, there was one um, uh, recap of his life in which he he mentions some of that. But the thing that, you know, I I was um, never a, a massive Buffett fan, but what I was a fan of was his commitment to providing... I mean, people built so much joy around his concerts, his events, the things that, you know, those, mm-hmm. it became, it became that thing that was bigger than Jimmy Buffett himself. So it was, it was a whole um, entertainment empire and everything else rooted in disconnecting and having a good time. Yes. Yeah, I was really bummed when I heard this. Uh, this one really, really bummed me out. And I can't remember what I said, but I think it was just last week or the week before I said, uh, if I ever get to see Jimmy Buffett again, yeah. and, and I forget what the context was and what I said, but like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, this has happened to me a number of times. It's why I went to see Billy Joel when he was last year, because with these some of these guys that I love, like, there might not be a next time. Right. It's funny because Pierre has, has painted me as this great Jimmy Buffett hater, which I am definitely not. I just, I, I didn't didn't get caught up in the in the whole Buffett, uh, you know, parrot head craze and everything. Yeah. And I've told him many times that that Margaritaville, this song, even though it's his, his, his gigantically, you know, to, probably even to himself, an overplayed song, it is one of my all-time okay, yeah. favorite yeah. songs, period, <laughs> so, without question. I will, in fact, I've been known to sing it at karaoke from time to time. How can you not? How can you not? But yeah. I'll tell you what my favorite song of his is, and it's just, and I think it's a great song, is Come Monday. Okay. I think, to me, that's my kind favorite. Of his first hit. Yeah. But I tell you what, about Margaritaville, though, real quick before we go into coming Monday, I it's one of those songs where I don't know about you guys, but I have a very specific visual in my head of what's happening in that song. Like we talked about the wait from, yes. uh, from the band not Absolutely, that long ago. I yeah. could see those weird people in that town. The exact same thing in my mind. This house with the front porch swing. It has it's it's got white <laughs> wood siding. It's got a uh, concrete uh, steps that go up to where the swing is. Right inside the door is it goes right into the kitchen. Believe it or not, where the shrimp are on the stove, they're right. boiling, and uh, and there's a blender sitting there. And I can see these people walking by that he's talking about. The tourists covered in oil, all this stuff. That's what a great songwriter does. They they create an image in your mind, an almost tangible product that you can reach out and touch and smell and and have a a real direct connection to and that song 100% and that encapsulate encapsulates his entire legion of fans and the lifestyle they live do and we, all of that do we have the clip of him describing um, margaritaville and it's it's impact what it means yeah yeah here we go this is a clip from him here we go. what margaritaville was to me is uh, it was a combination of some places when i wrote the song and it was it's basic pure escapism everybody wants to go where it's warm and everybody i think their image of a vacation is sitting by the beach with whatever your cold drink is you want there but it's something to do with being away from from what would be your normal life. Yeah, yeah that's oh, it. 
Yep. I loved Buffett. Um, I, I, there was a period in my life where I spent a lot of time going to Jimmy shows to listening to Buffett. I had a lot of college friends where my friendship was, was born around our mutual love of Buffett. Um, he was a fraternity brother of mine. He was a Kappa Sigma. Really? At a, uh, University of Southern Mississippi. And, uh, so we started going on a lot of shows. My son's middle name is Duval in large That's part right. because I went to Key West, uh, where, which was really important to Jimmy over the years. And, uh, and, um, my first wife and I met in Key West and we went on a trip because the guy that organized that trip loved Buffett so much he wanted to take us to a place that was special to him and special to Jimmy. Um, when this news, I was at, at the Gorge this weekend seeing Dave Matthews Band and out in Washington State. And we were at, it was a jubilant weekend. It was really joyful. And we get back to uh, where we were staying on Friday night and this news popped up and I, I was, it was, I was devastated by it. Um, it really hit me hard. And the first thing that I thought of was Pierre. Uh, Pierre and, and uh, Jimmy had a really special relationship over the years. Uh, he was on Pierre show quite a bit. Um, and I know Pierre's had a challenging weekend being <laughs> yeah. at, at, at Burning Man and, and hopefully actually we're going to check in with him in a little while. Uh, but, um, Jimmy really liked Pierre a lot. Jimmy said really nice things about Pierre over the years. And, uh, and Kathy, I couldn't agree with you more. Like when we lose guys like this, and he was, you know, 76 is a long life, but it's not that, it's not no, long enough. No, it was too early. And, you know, and to lose him at that age to me was, is really sad. No, you're exactly right. And it's funny. You brought up something that made me think of something. I, I think of Jimmy Buffett through the people that I know that love Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. I Greg, think of Pierre Greg and Monahan. I think of Greg Monahan. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and Marissa. so a lot of people that I hold near and dear, Marissa, um, you know, who, who just, they'd come in with the, the parrot paraphernalia and, and it would be just a, a huge thing. And, and seeing the joy reflected through them uh, gave you an understanding of what it meant. And that's what I thought of uh, initially. And I'm like, all of that, like that whole scene, that whole, you know, tailgating for the shows and all of that is it's done. He yeah. Um, yeah. performed on uh, July 2nd. Of this, this year. year. Where? Uh, it says uh, Portsmouth, Rhode Island. Okay. He did a uh, a show at the Sunset Cove. Um, I don't think it's over, Kathy. I no? think that no. there will be, someone will pick up the torch and, and do... I, I think the, the, the Parrothead uh, community... Won't will let find it go a, away. ...will find a way to gather and that there will be... Like, I know it would be just a tribute, but I still think if if the right musicians came together to play Jimmy Buffett music, that all the Parrot Heads would come out. And I think somebody's going to do that just to carry on that tradition. Yeah, his band I believe certainly it. is capable of, of, of carrying on. Who who could fill in in his, uh, well, in that, his stead? That's Eddie. the thing. They, they could, you know, try to fill in and, and, you know, maybe it'll live on in some way, but essentially what it was is... With him, if that's gone, yeah, I mean, like maybe a, a Kenny Chesney or something, yeah, like that. A country artist, yeah, probably, um, but uh, Tori Amos, uh, probably not her oh, as no, much, yeah. but yeah, um, a pirate looks at forty uh, was probably my favorite um, Jimmy song, and uh, Dave Matthews covered that on on Saturday night, which was really cool. Um, but I loved Come Monday, I loved uh, Son of a Sailor, Son of a Son of a Sailor, like he, he was a great singer songwriter, and the whole scene, the whole Margaritaville uh, thing, the, the Finns, Parrotheads, all of that existed because he was able to build an audience over the years. And and then, like, the business enterprise oh that, that Buffett God. became, to me, was fascinating. Like, seeing him, him develop entire, like, townhome communities and yeah. being, like, a major sponsor on Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of the Fortune! And, and they I, give away. I don't know if you guys know this. I know we're wheel watchers. <laughs> but um, there are these entire developments yes. that are all Margaritaville. Resorts yeah. all over the country, all over the world at this point. I mean, he, he is an, an institution. He was an institution. And, and to me, that's fascinating. I'll give you a, a, a rundown of the, of the things that he managed to create out of this, Kathy. And hang on real quick. Huh? It says uh, Buffett's evolving brand. 
Graham began in 1985 with the opening of a string of Margaritaville-themed stores and restaurants in Key West, followed in 1987 with the first Margaritaville Cafe nearby. Over the course of the next two decades, several more of each opened throughout Florida, New Orleans, and California. The brand has since expanded to two to uh, into dozens of categories, including resorts, apparel and footwear for men and women, a radio station, a beer brand, iced tea, tequila and rum, home decor, <laughs> food items like salad dressing, Margaritaville crunchy pimento cheese and shrimp bites at Margaritaville Cantina style medium chunky salsa, salsa, uh, the Margaritaville at sea cruise line and restaurants, including Margaritaville Restaurant, JWB Prime Steakhouse, Steak and Seafood, 5 O'Clock Somewhere Bar and Grill, and Land Shark Bar and Grill as well. So it's a billion dollar industry. I mean, it's so freaking much. And But what I was going to say is the Margaritaville, you know, that, and, and they're in beautiful places and right, like right, said, right. started in Key Always West. Resorts. But I remember, I think it was one of our mystery trips. I remember getting off and there was a little mini Margaritaville right at the airport. <laughs> oh you could God. grab a drink before you got on the bus. <laughs> Uh, the uh, play the clip, Preston, if you can. It's it's of him basically talking about how all the success well, got in the way of his beach life. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, case. Let's stop this and scroll down to that, please. Here we go. I started out living in Key West. I was working in a little cocktail lounge, you know, doing happy hour and sailing my boat. And my career was down the tubes. And uh, I w- I'd never been happier when nothing was happening career-wise for me. And then just about the time I was settling into my casual life style in Key West, I did that first album and it took off. Mm. He didn't really like drinking margaritas. <laughs> he didn't like margaritas? No, no. And people so, order them for him all the time at bars and stuff, and uh, he's like, uh, politely declined. Here's the the inspiration for that. He was he was in Austin, Texas, uh, when the inspiration struck. He said he and a friend had stopped for lunch at a Mexican restaurant before she dropped him at the airport uh, for a flight home to Key West. So they started drinking margaritas. And she said, or he said, and I kind of came up with the idea that this is just like Margaritaville. And he said, she kind of laughed at that and then put me on a plane and I started working on it. So he wrote some on the plane, but this is the best part. He finished it while he was driving down the keys. He said there was a wreck on the bridge and we got stopped for about an hour. So I finished the song on the seven mile bridge, which I thought was apropos. So he's sitting out there. There's nowhere to go if you're on the keys and you're on Seven Mile Bridge. You you have nowhere to go. Dead stop traffic. So I guess he took his guitar out and he finished it up right then and there. He also, I think, said well, he's the earliest one. There's obviously people that predate him in some way or another. But but he set the precedent for the rock star or musician entrepreneur. Like uh, Sammy Hagar has his... Uh, Cabo, is it Cabo Wobble? Not anymore, but he yeah, did, yeah. yeah. But he's got his And so a number of clubs. them do that now, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, he, he died into Corona at first and then uh, decided to make his own, I guess yeah. the, the deal went sour and Landshark. created his Landshark Land Well, it, it's not that it went sour. He just saw how much money Corona was making ah, on the tour. And so yeah. Jimmy said, you know what? I'm not going to let Corona make this much money. <laughs> I'm going to create my own beer, and we'll market that and sell that. And it worked. To have a guy who's just talking about he just wants to sail, and, and, and he, he was happier when his career wasn't kicking in, to have this sort of business savvy is pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is, Steve. And the the takeoff of Parrotheads really coincided with Corona getting behind the Buffett tours. Yeah. So Corona started sponsoring them, and people started liking drinking Corona and liking to see these, these parties at these Buffett shows. And so they both rose pretty astronomically. And because Buffett used to play like 
the you know the man and smaller venues, and then he was just selling out the shed across the river in Camden, and he be, and then he, he did the ballpark a few times. Like, and what was know. he eating? What, he would not play on. Tuesdays, oh. Thursdays, and Saturdays. Saturdays yeah. Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Yeah. <laughs> those are the only days he would play right. on? Those were his days, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and we'd be remiss if we didn't mention we were lucky enough to go see him on a private island in the Caribbean. Yeah. And that was just one of the coolest experiences of my life. I mean, it was this place off of Anguilla, and it was a private show with Jimmy Buffett. It was crazy. It was insane being there, but it was really cool. Yeah. Uh, hang on a second. We have um, Carrie. Mom lives in one of the Margaritaville communities. Oh, wow. <laughs> Hi there, Carrie. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Hey. All right, so your mom lives where? Which community? Where is this? There is one. It's in Hardyville, South Carolina. It's basically down by Savannah. You fly into Savannah, and it's like a 20-minute drive from there. So okay. this is the one that they always uh, they, they give away, um, um, I guess, stays or whatever on Wheel of Fortune, and it looks, I mean, everything is geared towards Margaritaville, correct? Yeah, so I don't know which specific location they um, give away to. I know there's another one in Florida. I think they're building a third, but okay. yeah, it's 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 a resort. There's it's it's a resort. Everybody just drives around in golf carts <laughs> and drinks all day. And there's a promenade, and there's Jimmy Buffett playing twenty four seven. And when he passed, we texted my mom and the flag. They're at half mast. Right. Oh, sure, yeah, it's got to be sad time in Margaritaville now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and she wasn't even that. She wasn't even that big of a Jimmy Buffett fan. She just went to visit and loves to party, and it just uh, it there happened. That's clearly so. Like Greg Monahan, who we you know does all the Gwen and Greg the graphics here. The same same kind of lives for the party, and I mean it, it, Jimmy Buffett must be his patron saint. Carrie, have you been there to visit? Yeah, mm-hmm. and, yeah, we went to visit uh, earlier this summer. Uh, is it a place you could retire in? Oh, I, I would. My husband and I want to move there now. Uh, how old is your mom? They, she, she could not wait to retire. She's only early sixties. Oh wow! Okay, okay. Yeah. she's got a lot of. Yeah, it's it's a lot of um, like early retirees. Okay, like everybody that kind of just got done working and just wants to hang out and party. Right. Just wow. want to get hammered. Interesting. Right. All right. Thank you, Carrie. Appreciate <laughs> Thank it. You for- First time, long time. Ah, appreciate that. Here's a text that someone from someone says, I have it in my will that I want cheeseburger in paradise played at my funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Could you see yourself resting living in a rush retirement community? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a little more angsty, wouldn't it? It's nothing but poutine and <laughs> all Canadian fare. To me, this is the quintessential Buffett song. This is, yeah. yeah I just, I love, you talked about the images that Margaritaville, uh, Margaritaville creates in your brain, Preston. And to me, this is like, if you're sailing around the Caribbean and you get back to a place and you have that cheeseburger, literally in paradise, and it tastes better than anything you've had before. Yeah. Nice cold beer. It's just, it's the best. It does make me hungry. Yes. When I hear this song. Cheeseburger in This one is a little more novelty, you know, sure, yeah. but fun for sure. Finn's is kind of novelty too. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you'd go to the Buffett shows and he often would say, uh, if I don't play these 12 or 13 songs, my fans will kill me. <laughs> so every time you go to the show, you get Volcano and Finn's. But he would cover uh, James Taylor. Like he did Mexico. He did Southern Cross. Southern Stephen Cross Stills, is a yeah, great was a, song. A regular. Yeah. They just were beautiful songs. And the band, the Coral Reefer band, uh, was just such a great backing band. He had, you know, these incredible singers and a horn section. It was a really cool live experience. Yeah, my, and that band is actually very talented. So yeah. I, I can't imagine to your earlier point, Kathy, that they're uh, in some form or another, they'll figure out a way to, to market it and, 
And just actually now more than ever, sadly, when you lose someone, you appreciate them a, a little bit more. Uh, hopefully, you appreciate them in life as well. But um, I think they could. I think it would be a, a popular thing. Nick had sent me over this really nice quote from uh, Paul McCartney about Jimmy and how he helped him out one time and got him a guitar and strung it uh, left hand. Uh, but there, it's funny that uh, Paul said he, he um, had uh, worked with him on a song. I haven't gone to listen to this yet, but by title alone, I have to hear this song because it's called My Gummy Just Kicked In. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, he was still writing songs. And that wasn't that long ago. No, no that was within the last year. I, I have to hear my that song. My Gummy Just Kicked In. I have to hear that song. I, I just, I love that idea. Um, let me go to somebody who is a former neighbor of his. Scott yeah. is on the line. Hi, Scott. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How is everybody today? Oh, doing all right, buddy. All right. So, <laughs> so you actually... Hey, what's up? You lived... <laughs> I, where I where in day. proximity to uh, Jimmy Buffett did you live? Well, Jimmy Buffett's house was exactly next to the new Reach Resort, which opened up, and I opened that hotel. His hotel was right next to our hotel. His home was right next to our hotel, and I lived the corner over, and his ducks, he had two ducks. Their name was Frick. And- Can't say that, but uh, would they sit in your yard or crap in your yard? Yeah, they sat in my yard, and they would uh, do their bad things in my yard, there you go. and then on Friday nights, I worked at this restaurant called Emma's at the Reach, and there was a local band named Survivors, and every Friday night, he would come in and just sit with the band and just play with them wow. all night long. So he was a really cool guy, he was a great neighbor, and he was friendly to everybody. He drove around in his Land Cruiser, you old cruiser, he, you always knew when you see him, and he was always very friendly. He was a nice man. Oh, that's good to hear. I was uh, sad to miss him, and uh, you know what? It, driving by his house isn't going to be the same. Well, it's not his house anymore. He moved over to Riviera Drive. But but the one that they're giving away on Wheel of Fortune is in Hollywood, Florida. It's a resort. It's Hollywood, Florida. Hotel. All right. All right. All right. Cool, man. Thanks, Scott. All right, guys. I wonder Have what happened day. to the ducks. Appreciate it, bud. Yeah, freaking frack. Come on. Uh, we'll go next to Fred. Yo, Fred, good morning. Hello, good morning. Hey, what's up, buddy? Back in the mid-90s when the Camden Amphitheater opened on the riverfront, it was four or five names ago, I worked security there. And there were two nights in a row Buffett was playing, and after the Friday night show, when the house cleared, the staff would hang out, sit in the lawn, and drink all the liquor that was confiscated at the gate. <laughs> we'd, stay, we'd sit out there till 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning, getting oh drunk God. and shooting the breeze. And uh, we noticed this guy wandering around, and sure as hell, it was Jimmy Buffett. Oh, my God. And he pulled out a lawn chair. He came out and sat with the grass with us, or sat in the grass with us, and shot the breeze till about 2 o'clock in the morning. He was such a genuine, kind, likable Real guy. That's pretty cool. Not a hint of him being an elitist or an ego. He was just every man. Uh, His his passing is a real loss. Yeah, that's that's a that's a wonderful story. It's very cool to to hear that because you'd hate to think that he was 
like a, a Gordon Gecko Wall Street type. Right. You know, the antithesis of what he was portraying, but he was really what he was. He fit right in with all of us. We yeah. hung out and had a great time. Awesome. That's Thanks, an awesome Fred. story. Yeah. So when I worked for Pierre, which was three years or so in the early 2000s, we would go to Buffett every year. And Pierre's high school buddies would come into town, you know, guys that he grew up with. And they'd all go to Buffett together, which was always a lot of fun. And I got to go with them. And we would often, after the shows were over, uh, go back to the Four Seasons, which is now the Logan on, on um, uh, in Center City. And uh, Jimmy would come down and say hi and greet people. And there was a time where... Jimmy was, uh, there was some music playing and Jimmy was dancing with one of his backup singers and she was just this knockout woman and he was having a great time and people were enjoying watching them and he saw Pierre and he dips the woman down in front of her in the dance move and he looked at Pierre and he just goes, work, work, work. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I love that story and I love it. And, and I've heard stories of Jimmy not being nice all the time and I, I'm, I'm sure that's true of almost everyone on the planet, but, um, Pierre's encounters with him were always really positive and, um, and Jimmy's encounters with Pierre were also positive. This is a cool um, little blurb from the article that I read when he passed. And talking specifically about the song uh, Margaritaville, which, by the way, was uh, released February in 1977. And uh, it says, uh, the song is uh, the unhinged portrait of a loafer on his front porch watching tourists sunbathe while the pot of shrimp is beginning to boil. Uh, the singer has a new tattoo, a likely hangover and regrets over a lost love and somewhere there's a misplaced salt shaker. And then Spin Magazine had written about that song in 2021. So taking a look back yes. at, uh, at, at the song that came out many, many years before. And I love this quote. It said, what seems like a simple ditty about getting blotto and mending a broken heart turns out to be a profound meditation on the often painful inertia of beach dwelling. The tourists come and go, one group indistinguishable from another. Waves crest and break whether somebody is there to witness it or not. Everything that means anything has already happened and you're not even sure when. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's pretty uh, poignant. Yeah. Or you just mm. take it as it comes, you know, that type of thing. He wrote a few books. I read one that was called A Pirate Looks at 50, uh, named after the, the song with a similar title. And um, what I didn't know about Jimmy until I read that book was that uh, he married a woman uh, and then uh, they got divorced and then he remarried her. He realized that he had made a mistake and he wanted to get back to the woman that he had married in the first place. He fell, he fell in love with her again and they got married again. Um, is this the woman that uh, he was still married to yes. at the end here? Yeah, I believe his entire well, life. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, the guy leaves behind a, a big time legacy. And I got to believe that there will still, you know, like I said, I don't know, sure. nobody's going to pretend to be Jimmy Buffett, but I got to believe that the machine, and I mean that in a good way, is so big that there's got to be a way that this carries on. You know what I mean? This this type of gathering. You said the machine. How perfect would Burt Kreischer be for that? Mm -hmm. But maybe what could happen is they could do, they could make a, uh, like a festival tour. Yes. Of a handful of bands that go out and play sets and each one of them plays, you know, maybe a Jimmy Buffett song or something like that to carry on this whole uh, Parrothead community. Yeah. Uh, Let me go to Katie. Hi, Katie. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Hey, what's up, Kate? Um, we took my mom for her 60th birthday down to Atlantic City a few years ago, and we surprised her um, with, a, like, a girl's trip, and we went to Margaritaville for lunch and drinks, and it was just, it was so much fun. And I was so sad when I heard that he passed because I have so many good memories of just, like, my parents raising me and listening to his music. Like, and now I have a five-year-old, and I'm like, 
come on, bud, like let's listen to Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> and That's he, awesome. He the little kids singing fins, and it's just it. I'm so sad, and mm. but he did. He left like such a great legacy. Yeah. Um, but definitely go down to Atlantic City, and you know, go to Margaritaville, and I think it's the Landshark Bar is outside. Um, it was so much fun. Like, like I said, my mom is really, really hard to surprise, and we surprised her big time with this girls' trip, and she was so thrilled. And Jimmy was like her number one guy, so she was more excited that she was at Margaritaville than anything. <laughs> than <her> birthday, but <laughs> that's pretty wild. Nice. It's all these uh, good memories. Again, thank you, Katie. Building a lifestyle that that is. Has made a lot of people happy. There's a there are a, that's a wonderful epitaph to have for someone. I've always said if there was a song that I could live in, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, that it would be Margaritaville. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just, because because the feel of it is just like light and you yeah. know, like like he said in that clip, you you have a drink, you're on a beach, or you're on vacation somewhere. I mean, that's well, what like, would I do then as a non drinker? Would it be the cheeseburger? Yeah, but you could even have like yeah, water in a margarita glass, a mocktail, <laughs> a mocktail, yeah. if you will, mock. Yeah. yeah. As long uh, as you're enjoying yourself and you're right. relaxing. That's well, what it means. Because the song leaves out uh, any of the realities of life. Yeah. The yeah. That this guy's got to go to work. Yeah. He's got to yeah. pay his bills uh-huh. and and all of that stuff. But in the song, you don't have to worry about it, man. It's escapism. This is your, this is your, it's total escapism. Yeah. This is your day-to-day life. And and the, that feeling of escapism, I, I think, amongst Parrot Heads was a really communal one. I, people would look forward to those concerts every year. Uh, they would gather in the parking lots. And, and Steve, when you reference Greg, like you would see oh these these blender setups. People would spend thousands of dollars on blenders alone, and they would have these massive concoctions. And and but it just became this really cool communal thing where everybody was there for the same reason. Everybody was having a great time and a vibe. And you know, it's a way to get out of our heads, to get out of the world for a little bit, and just go be in a place where everybody's um, more or less happy. Greg's backyard is basically a shrine yeah. to Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, I wonder if uh, if if you look over the history of his concerts, if if maybe out of all concerts that his had like the least fist fights or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Because it, it Even though everybody yeah. was right. hammered, too chill. they're just having too much of a good time. Well, when you would go to the show, there'd always be a part in the show, in the concert, where um, they would show footage from the parking lot where the guy's driving around on a golf cart just getting video footage the whole time. And it's one person after another, one party after another. Everybody's having a great time. Everybody's, you know, smiling and cheering and drinking and carrying on. Instead uh, of a mosh pit, it was a chill pit. Probably. It is it's chill. chill yeah. <laughs> it's that kind of a vibe, for sure. Uh, we have Kristen who wants to comment. Hi, Kristen. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, Kristen? Got nothing. Uh, tornado, by the way. <laughs> tornado! <laughs> to call in and scream that. <laughs> well, you, you mission accomplished. Nice job. Thank you. Well, I just wanted to comment, I guess, on the passing of Jimmy and how important he is to my husband and I. We actually, um, we live in Philadelphia, but we got married in Jupiter, Florida, which is where the Square Grouper Tiki Bar is. I'm not sure if anybody has heard of it. No, what's the story with that? So that's actually part of where Jimmy Buffett and Alan Jackson filmed. It's five o'clock somewhere. Okay. So we had part of our reception. All our guests came and we've just always listened to Jimmy Buffett radio. And he's just so dear to our hearts. So then we had our anniversary, our honeymoon, one year later at the Margaritaville in Mexico. And he's just, at the end of the day, it's 
what my husband turns on in the car just to get home from work and just kind of clear his head. And we try to live our lives by the way of Jimmy Buffett. Oh, no, that's wonderful. That's I mean, you, awesome, you know, the East coast and just that Florida living style. We really, we, it's really, really dear to our hearts. So, yeah. So again, think, think about that legacy. I mean, obviously everybody's observing that, you know, he, he lived a, 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 it was a good run, but it could have been longer. You know, it was still too young to be, uh, to be passing. But, um, the, the fact that such a legacy exists, I mean, it's not simply, it's a lifestyle, it's the music. Again, I was, uh, you know, I, I was never fully into it, but I, I love seeing people love it and the many yeah. people who did. That, that's what was very cool. It just brings that, that feel to the busy East Coast days, I feel like, that we need at the end of the day for everybody to just remember what's so important and to slow down and to really look at the ones you love around you. And yeah, right, yeah. Right. Kirsten, I couldn't agree more. I'm really glad you called in and framed it that way. And you mentioned Alan Jackson, and somebody texted in earlier saying that Alan Jackson might be a possible sort of carry along the vibe a little bit, maybe do something with Coral Reef for Band or whatever. Can you see? Oh, that would be amazing. Can, is, can yeah, you see, like, the Kenny Chesneys of the world? Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. We were able to see Jimmy Buffett last year when he came to, uh, I guess, Camden area. So that was our first time live. And it's just every part of him has been so important to us. And even just going, we actually just booked our flights the day that he passed to ah. go back to Jupiter, Florida, to that square group or tiki bar. And it's just going to be a drink for him and a cheeseburger in paradise. Yeah. yeah. All right. And then Thank another you, 30 drinks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and no one does one. No. Man, a lot of booze has been drunk at those shows, man. Think about that. That's why, obviously, as uh, Nick was pointing out, the fact that he was watching Coors (laughs) clean up. Oh, Corona. Corona, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, get Corona uh, clean up and then uh, decided, well, no, I, I need to take fuller ownership mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. This uh, Buffett, he you know created the, the island scene in concert form. But like now it seems like country has gone that way. And uh, you said the And so you're talking about uh, Alan Jackson or whatever. Yeah. I, I feel like Zach Brown is That's Zach another Brown, one. pretty yeah. close yeah. to the heir apparent. Um, you know, he has a bunch of, you know, he's got toes, yeah. which is, you know, the toes in the sand. And he's got all that. So I saw Kenny Chesney covering. Um, uh, Buffett in Key West, I think yesterday or whatever, just uh, pulled out the acoustic guitar. So Kenny Chesney's concerts are very Buffett-like, uh, but uh, you know, with just more of a, a country tint to it. But um, yeah, Alan Jackson, Zach Brown Band. I saw Zach Brown Band at the uh, ballpark a few years ago, and that was a party. That was a really good time. Well, maybe we need to get in on this, Preston. We should yeah. probably get in on well, sort of beach. another. Once we're but, done helping that prisoner, that's right. We got a lot of things. Yeah. No, but then we changed. Casey changed his mind and figured we better oh, help the authorities. Help the authorities. Okay. What's your favorite drink there, Preston? Uh, mixed drink cocktail? Where? Uh, just any, any. Oh, you said there. Yeah. I, um, old fashioned, probably okay. my favorite. Uh, but I, it I, away I, again in old fashioned, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> old fashioned, Bill. Yeah, there you go. I love it. The right just do something beach. beach. Yeah. Fudgy wudgy bop. It depends. I mean, like, um, like a margarita actually is sometimes my absolute go to. Depends on where I am, what uh, what frame of mind. Like a, yeah, like a wake. Like a wig. Yeah. No. Uh, margaritas definitely are beach, summertime. Oh, God, yeah. For sure. Kathy's a fan, aren't you? No. Oh. Uh, what? Margaritas? margaritas. Oh, God. Yeah. Is that your favorite, Is that a Kath? real question? Is um, it your favorite cocktail? Yes. Like, uh, people now are like, oh, Kathy's coming over. We have to make sure we have margaritas. Like, I'll drink it year round we come up with yeah. uh, like a fall you know rendition of it we'll fall make, garita yeah we'll okay. make we'll make some you know Pumpkin winter we'll, is there like, a hot version for the colder 
No, last year at um, Boardroom Spirits, we made a Halloween one. It was they put um, a little like charcoal in it, and it was oh. a black margarita. Oh, that's kind of I like cool. Fallgarita. Yeah, yeah. Fall-garita. and Springerita. Yeah, yeah. Springerita. Yeah, Dude. like Cinerita. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about the acid? Like with the sour mix? Do you like drinking like acid? No, the mm-hmm. acid feel. Well, I, so I make them all fresh. I squeeze the lemons, the limes, all that kind of stuff. Make my own simple syrup. So what? Um, okay, but you can't make that's French almost toast. cooking because that's <laughs> enjoyable. You get something fun after. You don't get hammered after Not French toast. Disgusting food. French toast. Then. Food is so le- <laughs> just has no purpose. It has no yeah. flavor. I see. It won't keep you alive. No, get off my back. I found something I like making. <laughs> You're good at it. But I'm good at it. Casey, you mentioned uh, Zach Brown the judge Band. of that, and I didn't know this until uh, some listeners texted in. But Zach Brown Band did a, a song with Buffett. It's called um, Knee Deep, and uh, it came out a few years back. But um, I'm not familiar with that song. But I got to check it out now. All right. Uh, well, when Pierre eventually makes his way back, I'm sure there's going to be a nice, uh, chunky block. Oh, well, he can't. After uh, it's going to have to be after the yeah. A to Z. We're not. Uh, we're he not might breaking not ranks. make it back until the A to Z. Well, right? That's yeah. a good point. Actually, during this break, uh, he texted me again, which is cool. So he's making progress. Uh, they've hmm. been in this line to get out of Burning Man for now five and a half hours, <laughs> oh, okay. and they haven't moved in 20 minutes or more. Can he call us? That's what I'm asking. Yeah. Okay. So um, he says uh, he's going to be able. To, he's going to try to call when he can. As soon and as the he next. 10 minutes would be awesome yeah. possible. Wait, well, so no. was, I what, I mean, he was aware of all of this. Like, he's not supposed to be back here yet, right? Oh, or correct. Is this, yeah, he was okay. taking the week off, yeah. All right, all right. Oh, he did, so he had this week off? Yes. Oh, okay. I didn't know right. that. Good. Yeah. Thought he was trying to get back here. All right, well, anyhow, Jimmy Buffett, sad news, and uh, leaves behind a, uh, uh, not only a bunch of great music, but a, but a whole lifestyle to live, which is uh, not something that many people can say. Nope. Uh, and he, actually, he was uh, one of the 18... Richest celebrities of all time, according Jeez. to Forbes magazine, with a billion, with a worth of a billion bucks. That's amazing. All right, we're going to take a break. A to Z continues <clears throat> continues around the I don'ts right now. Let's see what pops up next when we return. Stay there. Yeah, we want to go for a ride in the car. Our tail is so wagging right now. Take us along with the MMR app. It's Apple CarPlay and Android compatible, which means we get to sit in the dashboard screen. We'll even send you notifications if you want. Download it and try it now. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. 
by phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita Diamond Stud Earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Getting hot today. Yesterday was like, I think 91 or something was the, the projected high. Today's high uh, with partly cloudy skies is 95. It's going to feel like it's over 100 degrees. Right. Even these, without the sun. These are all record breakers, they're saying, right? And then tomorrow and Thursday, 97, the temp. And then Friday, 93, which is still going to be pretty steamy. Uh, we finally get some breaks on uh, Saturday, uh, mid-80s. So we get this, uh, this surge of uh, hot stuff. We got a little break for a while there. In the Midwest, where I just visited. How was it? Like a week or so ago, it was up near 100 degrees and so on. So it was a bit of a break when I when I got there. You went to a wedding. This wasn't an outdoor wedding, was it? No. Okay. Oh God. It was a it was an indoor outdoor reception. Oh. Uh, the reception hall had uh, big garage doors that would open up and you could go outside. Oh, there you go. And so once the sun set, uh, it was nice and they opened up the garage doors and so it was an inside outside party. Although the garage doors, at, which are all glass. <laughs> face due west. Oh, my God. And we're sitting there, and my buddy Steve is the father of the bride, and he is facing directly. So the sun is at the backs of the wedding party, yeah, yeah. but in the face of the people that are sitting out in the audience, and his face was just, it was torture for a little while. I had a situation like that at, a, at this restaurant, a fine restaurant, and they, they I finally had to say, can you put something Close over that window? Something? Yeah, because yeah. yeah. I'm going blind. Yeah, so, but we have, uh, we got some warm Temperatures next couple of days are going to be pretty, pretty sweaty, pretty steamy. You might, uh, I don't know, you might hallucinate and see things in the night sky <laughs> if you look up. Just like Kathy. Just like Kathy. I didn't hallucinate. What'd you see? <laughs> uh, so I, oh God, what night was it? Sunday night. Yes. I think it was Saturday. Okay. Anyway, was I was it? reading a story about it, but anyway, Sunday. go ahead. Uh, yeah. So, um, I was in the Poconos and we looked up in the sky and saw uh, what looked like just moving stars. And it was just one straight line. They were pretty much evenly spaced and all of them were moving. And what we later found out, there was 22 of them, um, but it was the Starlink that they had sent up. Um, Now, they did launch uh, a second round of them or or another round of them uh, at like 1047 or something. And we saw it at about 930. So I guess I saw whatever was sent before. Yeah, so after you mentioned that, and just this morning I looked up, uh, there was an article talking about Starlink, and um, you can see it regularly. Uh, you, there, there are uh, there are times like uh, like for the International Space Station. I I check that all the time, and it does flyovers a couple times a day because right. of its, its pattern and how quickly it goes around uh, the Earth. Um, there are times when you can see Starlink as well. Okay. Um, a lot of it, though, at least in our area in Philadelphia, it's when we're coming into work. Yes, it's like yeah. 4 a.m. ish. Now, I've never. Uh, there's an app that you can find that will that will tell you when they're going to do passes. I've never seen Starlight, and you'll be able to see it. And I haven't seen it yet. But it, it, you, you were first off, you had very limited light pollution where you were. Yeah, it, and it was. Did so you get cool. excited? Yeah, I mean, like we didn't know what we were looking at. You know, we, we didn't know what it oh! was. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> and like a bunch. Oh! A bunch of people crowded around and, you know, like by the time it had ended, you know, somebody had figured out what it was. But, yeah, it was so cool to see. 
Um, how long did you spend looking up at the sky? I mean, a decent amount of time. I, I don't, you know, we were so in awe of it, so I don't yeah. remember exactly how long it was. But, I mean, it was a decent amount of time to say, hey, come over here. Look and see what's going on. Yeah, you can on. get people to yeah. gather around and look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, it's amazing that you, we, we tend to think of you not having any interest in this stuff. And, I mean, it's, it is impressive to see this, I mean, right? when I first looked, I was like, Oh my God! Aliens were being invaded. Uh, <laughs> did it? Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, Casey. Did it disappear or did it go all the way across the horizon? So, uh, no. So it disappeared. Okay. It, um, yeah. it was. It kind of. They were kind of headed. They were, I guess, headed straight across. You know, from what we could see, straight across the sky. And it, yeah, it would get. Each one would get to a point, and it would sort of just fade away. Right. That's cool. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, my. Oh. <laughs> Daughter and I saw a shooting star on Sunday night, and it was a long one. It lasted up there for, I would say, no less than three seconds, maybe even a little bit longer, and it was green. And so I was telling her, I said, oh, when you see a shooting star, like a color, a color sort of dictates what that meteorite is made out of. Mm. And uh, and so green apparently is nickel and is quite rare as the... Oh, wow, cool. Yeah, so no I'm kidding. I've oh, seen, yeah, I've seen some green ones before. Yeah, but this I thing, didn't know that. I yeah. saw it out of the corner of my eye and you know i was driving so but i was able to like watch you it. didn't veer the car towards it, it? did not no 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 um <laughs> well the car was kind of headed in that direction anyway it kind of <laughs> went it went with us for a while but uh it was i was like oh check that out and then it just kept going and then most of the shooting stars i've ever seen is like a and that's it right this was I would say, Lasted. like I said, little, no less than three. I seconds. honestly, I thought we were headed for a dad joke here when you were talking. No, about so did I. I started smiling. I thought, I thought like something with a green, and I was like, "Where's Casey nope. going with it?" Nope. No, nope. it's a real story. No, it really I, happened. Gang breaking news. Breaking news. Yes, breaking breaking news. news. We have to go. Breaking news. Breaking news. To the news desk now, ladies and gentlemen. We have an update, and I believe he might have gotten out. From Burning Man, Burning Man, we go to Nevada with Pierre Robert, our correspondent yeah! on location. Pierre, can you hear me? Uh, I can hear you. Can you hear me? We can hear you. How are you, man? Great day in the morning. I'm your hippie survivor. Oh, no kidding. And survivor is the key word. So, wow. Hey, I can't believe we got you on the line because I know that everybody's been trying to reach out to you and find out how things are going. We were concerned from uh, the moment that we heard that uh, all this rain was coming in and causing all the problems. But um, what, what can you take us through some of it? What you experienced, Pierre? <laughs> how much time do you have? Yeah, right. <laughs> We got a while. So I'll start with uh, that we just cleared um, the dirt road that takes you into this place. Uh, and we left at 11 o'clock our time. And it's now 614. And it was bumper to bumper, four lanes of dirt road, bumper to bumper, SUVs and every conceivable kind of vehicle that you could imagine. And it was six hours and 45 minutes to get from the camping zone. What? Oh, it was about eight miles. Six hours and 45 minutes to get eight miles. Eight miles? Uh, out. My God. Yeah. Wow. So that's, that, mean, that's, that's this part. Uh, so, but, but for people who are unaware, I, I, I don't know how you could have alluded it. From, from the beginning, Pierre, it was just a, 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 a conga line of catastrophes. And, and we were, <laughs> we, we were, we were joking, you know, this, I had to chuckle. I said, cause this is something that's been on your bucket list. We were very excited. I was commenting on how you'd packed up your mummer's outfit for the trip. 
And you, so take us from the beginning what you were experiencing because we were hearing everything from a possible Ebola outbreak to all sorts of other <laughs> conspiracy <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Well, rumors abound in this place. There's about 60 to possibly up to 70,000 people who gather in this, what they call the playa. And it's, it's surrounded by mountains and it's basically just flat desert sand, very flat, uh, to the degree that they have an airfield there. Some people fly in. Oh, oh, pilots, please fly me next time. <laughs> um, but, um, it's uh, it's it's an amazing event, but they've never had rain like this. So um, out of the blue came these monsoons and the uh, what is a kind of a hard desert surface and very flat turned to muck like Steve, of which I have not experienced maybe Woodstock 94 a little bit, but even more. You would take one step in it and it would go up almost to your ankle and then you pull it out and then your your shoe was covered with three or four or five inches of this cement mud oh uh it, it was it was ungodly i'm sure many and people was, lost their shoes just that would you know stay in that yeah. muck a lot of people were going barefoot yeah um because it was just easier um and um we're passing through the town of empire right now population four people um <laughs> We're, we just passed Gerlach, population of seven people. Um, but it, it, the event itself is great, but this they've never experienced anything like this before. And it just, uh, it just was massive chaos that ensued because all these people are in there, and you really couldn't even uh, leave your camping zone. Uh, you couldn't move your vehicle, certainly, and you couldn't really even walk anywhere because the muck was so deep. Uh, and this was when this when did it start, Bob? Friday. Friday start reading. Friday morning. So we were like the last people. They yeah, we were You're the just... last people they left. Oh. So I knew so. I knew something was up because we, they said the greeters will tell you where to go park. It's this giant half circle, uh, and the man is kind of at the center of it at the top. And there are all these camps and roads, and it's very intricately and creatively designed. But, but uh, the greeters will greet you after they took our tickets. There were no greeters. The greeters had run for their lives because it's starting to rain. <laughs> yeah. And um, we saw this uh, this uh, little station, and we pulled over and go, those might be the greeters and i went over and they say no we're ice people we give out ice and as i'm talking with them the tent that they were uh, under uh, sort of half collapsed and a huge torrent of filthy mud clay water yeah. came pouring over me <laughs> and i said i just don't know this is gonna be okay <laughs> well i i was thinking about you pierre when they made the announcement not only were you supposed to shelter in place but they said do not run any generators yeah. Uh, and all of that. So I guess it would depend on whether you have an internal one in your vehicle or not. What was your situation? Where were you staying over the course of the days where you guys had to hunker down and essentially uh, not really go anywhere at all? Well, my great friend, Bob. Say hi, Bob. Hey, good morning. <laughs> morning, Bob. Uh, he, he's a man of many words. Um, <laughs> but he... <laughs> He uh, did all the hard work. He got, uh, we have a U-Haul 
big truck and a U-Haul trailer, and he got like every conceivable. He's a professional camper. You know, he had he dehydrated foods and veggie foods, and he said, "Is there anything you have to have?" I said, "Coffee and good coffee and real cream." <laughs> And he actually found it, God bless him. Uh, and he had ice and coolers and heaters. And it was, he, he just did so much work on it. So we're so happy. We're excited and we're bouncing in there. The first thing I didn't really realize, I thought if you got there like on Thursday, it would peak towards the Burning Man, which is supposed to be Saturday. And then, you know, we'd stay till Tuesday and leave. Well, Turns out it really starts on Monday, and the bulk of the activities happen, if things are normal, Monday through Thursday or Friday, and then they do burn the man on Saturday. But a lot of people are starting even to leave then. So we got our timing was a little off, first of all, because there's so many things you can do. There's all these, that you know, you can do naked yoga. You can do seminars on higher consciousness. You, yesterday morning, after the rain had stopped, Two naked joggers went past our trailer. It was the wildest thing under the sun. And I, I have video of their butts. <laughs> well, let, let me ask you, all these things are planned. and I, So a lot of them had taken place prior to the deluge. But um, uh, in that time, I mean, if you're running, you, you, did you just stay within the vehicle? I mean, because honestly, with mud rising, I saw a number of, of pictures of vehicles just locked in the mud, unable to move at all. <laughs> And you couldn't run a vehicle because the tailpipes were covered and all that. So it seemed like yeah. it seemed very dangerous. Well, there was there was danger. Uh, Preston referenced the uh, generator uh, issue. And the reason they didn't want you running generators, and we did have one, is because the guy got electrocuted um, like Thursday night, we believe it was. And so, I mean, it, it got to be very serious. But they have their own radio station once you're in this playa, um, and they tell you all these updates. But in terms of the, of the muck, they the started... We barely found a spot to pull in and make a little camp at, and they had that, that hunker down order. It was like, oh, my God, I've had enough hunkering down with COVID. And now I'm at this joyful hippie fest, and and we're not supposed to leave our our, uh, our our trailer. And so, But eventually I went out and tried to walk, and that's when the muck started. And we found – we didn't go out Thursday night, but I found – there was a martini bar I was hoping to find. And I never did find it, but I found several other bars. Yeah. And there's so much booze in there and every other conceivable form of um, <clears throat> things that will take you to other places. <laughs> so I, I found all these bars and people are, you know, here, have a margarita. Here, have the. So we made the best of it in the evening. And then it got better as it went on. When did it stop raining? Sunday Sunday afternoon or Monday? Right. Because the man is supposed to be burned on Friday. Three days of rain. Maybe Sunday afternoon. Three days of rain. Three days of rain. And, and what, uh, what you referenced, Steve, also was true. I mean, the media tends to overblow things. It wasn't – there was no – mass casualty. There was no Ebola. We heard that rumor, too. There's somebody said, Ebola is broken out in the camp and the National Guard are on the way with helicopters. I go, what the F? Yeah. But that was not true. Um, so, you know, uh, because media really couldn't get in there, they couldn't really report accurately. And once you're in there, your cell phones do not work at all. No texting, no anything. Um, and so it's 
very difficult to communicate with people and tell them it's not that bad, but it's kind of bad, but it's not that bad. Yeah. But you're right. This, all the mud piled up on the vehicles, and anyone that tried to leave, and some people did, got wickedly stuck. Uh, and the mud, it becomes like cement, and it, it yeah. would encase these vehicles. It yeah. was quite spectacular in a bad way. Well, I, I got to say, Pierre, I'm really glad to hear your voice. I was uh, away all weekend as well. I was out in Washington State, and I was trying to stay in touch with you and, and our friends Jess and Mike, who are also at Burning Man. Uh, I got a really nice text from our, our friend Michael Giacchino last night, and it was a, a cool photo of the two of you. And it's really reassuring to hear you say these positive things. I guess my biggest concern was without people being able to go in and out, you know, if the porta potty started to like overflood, my fear was that it would descend into something like a, like Woodstock 99, where it just, you know, that brought out the worst in humanity. And it sounds like everybody sort of banded together and, and took care of each other this weekend. Is that is that accurate? That's actually quite accurate. There was no violence. There was no uproar. Uh, there was no nastiness. People couldn't have been nicer. I mean, I was walking along, and I must have looked as forlorn as I felt because this lady said, do you need any help? Do you want some food? Do you want some beer? And I go, yes, please. All of that. And, I mean, people would just take you in and give you things. There's no money exchange. Uh, and they're... The people that have been doing it for a while, this didn't throw them. They had had four or five days of really great weather, um, so it was an anomaly in every sense of the word. Um, but yet, you're you're quite right that it, it wasn't anything like those things. It was it was very fun, very friendly, very it, cool. It, it was, so we, we were wondering. So in this case, because this is obviously one for the history books, this is probably the most tumultuous Burning Man in the history of the Burning Man uh, you know, <laughs> gathering. So are you? Are you joyed? Are you thrilled that you were a part of it? I mean, because you you are part of that legendary Burning Man that will always be referenced. Uh, Or would you have preferred to have taken a pass had you known this is how it would play out? No, I mean, I'm glad I went. I I was at Woodstock 94 and 99. (laughs) There was rain and mud at both events and fires at Woodstock 99. Um, But um, this was its own unique thing. I wanted to go. I'm glad I went. I don't think we got to to get the full. It's really a cultural thing. There's all these classes and food, and it's amazing what they bring in. And then the artwork. Oh, my God, Steve, it's just over the top. I, I got some pictures, but these people create these massive pieces of movable art that are out in the desert beyond where the camping zone is all around and they all light up at night. I climbed up into this Pegasus, this wooden like giant bird horse thing and you could climb up into it that somebody made in New Orleans and carted across the country and you could sit on a mini couch inside it and look at a little fireplace and you thought you were in some little fairy tale, you know, house. It, it was amazing. No, it, it, um, it's, how- it's legendary for you know, it, it, it's an artist sort of thing. It's where Giacchino goes. And, and were there any other, I mean, listen, it, 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 w- <laughs> the funny thing is prior to going, you were saying about the luggage, you know, that you said the, uh, you know, the, 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 the desert floor there, the, the, the ground is a very fine dust and, and you want to, you, that'll get into everything. So I, I, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it'll get into some of the stuff. Little did you know, you'd be up to your, you know, waist in mud yeah. uh, on the, on the other side. But uh, did you, because of all that sloshing around and so on and so forth. Did you see any other celebrities? Did you see any? Because it is a big celebrity thing as well. Well, there are. What was the rumor we heard about Chris Rock? We heard that during the rain, Chris Rock had to get out and there's no way out. They said that he walked from the playa 
to the main road eight miles. So that's the rumor going around. That happened. He, well, he, got, he got picked up in a pickup truck to help him part of the way. But, yeah, he did walk quite a bit. Uh, we didn't know if this was true or not. Yeah, I mean, I didn't see any. Michael Cicchino was the, the most famous person I saw. And because of his work, is all behind the scenes, even though he's an Academy Award winner, <laughs> Emmy winner, Grammy winner. I think he's won all those, hasn't he? Yeah, everything but the Tony. He's a, he's a Tony short of an yeah. EGOT. So, I mean, he um, he was the most famous person I, I was in contact with, um, and that was only yesterday that I was able to track him down and find him, uh, and they were already breaking down his camp. However, he introduced me to this guy, David Silverman, yep. who was the original artist on The Simpsons. That's correct, uh, yeah. I've had a chance to hang out with him, so, and he's the guy that had the, the flaming tuba I was telling you about. Oh, yes, the flaming tuba. <laughs> I didn't see it, but um, yeah. So he was the most famous person. I just want to sidestep to the outhouses because I kept thinking of Kathy. Uh, because at one point, oh, the man. trucks, the, the, they were really good on keeping these things clean. And they had a whole fleet of trucks that would come in. However, no truck could get in. No one could get out uh, for about two days. Oh, no. And um, <laughs> during that time, the porta potties were not the most sightly thing. One of our friends stepped into one, and we heard the sound of, of projectile vomiting. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> No. That he had stepped into them because the mud was all caked on the floor. So whether you were standing or sitting, um, you were you were encased in mud just entering the thing. Then all the hand sanitizer, well, you know, wasn't around. There were some at the edges, but and uh, you know, toilet paper and things of that nature were were in um, in scarcity. Short supply. Hey, yeah. Pierre, I'm looking at this picture of you and and uh, Michael together, and uh, he's been going there for years and years with his buddies. They, they know exactly how to do this thing. In fact, so he's wearing these boots that are like come up halfway as caps. So uh, it leads me to believe that maybe people who have been at this for many, many years, even though they've never had this issue before, were bizarrely prepared <laughs> and ready for something. Did you see some people who are adapting pretty well to the, uh, to the conditions? Well, I mean, if people were doing this thing of wrapping garbage bags around their feet. <laughs> And I tried that, and my my shoes wore through them instantly. Yeah. Then there was other people who put on a pair of socks and then a garbage bag. Oh no, socks, garbage bag, and then another sock over that, and walk around. There were people walking around barefoot. There were some people with big rubber boots that he had. I think that's what he had, and um, they were able to navigate as well. But truly, I mean, I was coming home the other night to our little campground, and I took a step, and my I came right out of my shoe and fell. Right Right over on into the gluck. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, it was. It, oh, I mean, it kept my shoe. Yeah, and I've got photos of my shoes. You will not believe what what they used to look like and what they look like now. How did you How did you clean off? Did you guess? Did you have a bunch of water you guys could use for that? Well, you you can't you you have to bring everything in and out to maintain the environmental purity of it. So you they don't even want you watering, you know, throwing water on the playa. They don't. Mm. So you there was there was no water. I threw them into a garbage bag, and I'm gonna do something with them when I get to Lake Tahoe. Oh, awesome! Oh my gosh! But Michael Chikino was great. He said he he said great things about you guys. And then the day before, I uh, found Mike and Jess, the, the van people, and they couldn't have been nicer and they showed me the van and how they live now they actually have a solid residence 
down in Southern California, although they still live in the van on this property that they bought. Fascinating people and great people. So wow. um, those are the only two people I ran into. And other than this lady, voila, uh, she, and she invited me in because I looked forlorn and her whole family was there. And she said, where are you from? I said, Philly. She goes, I am from Philly. And she proceeded to do a Philly accent, which I thought was quite priceless, and then feed me more beer. <laughs> I thought was even more priceless. Wow. Um, and then last night was the, the night of the actual burn. It was supposed to be Saturday night, but it, what was last night, Monday? Was, yeah. yeah. I don't even know what day it is. Last night was Monday, and that was spectacular. Everybody that was left in the camp, which still was some 40,000 people, uh, as evidenced by the fact it took us almost seven hours to get out wow. from, the, from the desert to the country road we're on now, which will take us to Interstate 80. Um, anyway, all the people are there, and you got the sense of what it really is like. There's so much color. Everybody had all these bicycles with lit uh, wheels and sparkly devices, and things are glowing, and orbs are just amazing, and the, the man itself was quite amazing, and I walked out into the desert. There are 15 or 20 gigantic art installations. There's this beautiful wooden temple, which they'll burn tonight which you walk into oh, and okay. put uh, wishes of people who have passed you put their names in there and then when we're watching the burn last night it was like being in new orleans walking up to the edge of the playa it looked like atlantic city coming in from the ac expressway it was neon and bright in color there was this giant buddha that was shooting fire there was this <laughs> giant bird flapping its wings neon colors changing and everything and then the man itself and then everyone's waiting in it and all of a sudden this explosion takes place and the man that uh, he's on top of the structure and he explodes everyone cheers oh. some lady near us quite intoxicated goes burn effort burn <laughs> <laughs> well listen pierre we, we do have a we, we have a guest who's who's standing by we need to go to, but uh, the most important no, thing... Wait, I gotta tell you more. <laughs> well, listen, we're glad you're doing well. We want to hear about it when you get back. Uh, it was a, a global story. Yep. So, uh, as long as you don't have Ebola, we're happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and and uh, you're off. You're off this week, so so we won't see you till next week, or is it the week after no, that? The, yeah, next the week after that. Yeah, right before so the barbecue. Go get your recuperation, which God knows you have certainly earned at this point, and and clean yourself off. And we will catch up with you soon. All right, my man. I smell really nice. I wish you good and good night. All Thank right. you so much, Piero. Yeah. Just made it out of Burning wow. Man. <sighs> If there's anyone who didn't need to be stuck there, it was him. But, of course, he thrives (laughs) when there are people uh, gathered in love. And that's what that all was. Everybody was gathering to have a good time. And uh, he survived. And it happened to be his first one He's the Bear Grylls of of WMMR. That poor son of a bitch. Wow. All right. Well, I'm happy he's doing all right. Uh, Our next guest is on the line. All right. Uh, So we apologize for having him on hold for a minute. But uh, we didn't know if Pierre was... We didn't alive. know if he was alive or dead, so we finally got him. Um, our next guest is going to be performing at the Double Barrel Roadhouse and Red Lion on the 29th, and then the Homestead in Morristown, New Jersey, um, the, right after that on October 1st. And you can get tickets at CoreyFeldman.net, and that means we have Corey Feldman. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, Corey, good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing? We're good, man. We were just uh, sorry about the delay. We were talking to our friend uh, Pierre, who works here. He just made it out of uh, a Burning Man. If you, you've heard, I people heard the whole show. It was fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever you ever been to that event before, Corey? 
I I have not. I have not. And uh, and for the exact reasons why uh, everybody is terrified to get out of there right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a mud bath. Stuck in a dust bowl. Being stuck in a dust bowl for a week doesn't sound like a great idea to me. Mm-hmm. But you know, especially when it rains, mm-hmm. uh, you know. But you never know what's going to happen. But that said, I've heard nothing but amazing things about it. I'm sure at some point I will have to experience it for myself. I don't do well with dirt, but I do well <laughs> with love. Like with love. Talking about it's a big festival of love. Mm-hmm. I can relate with that, and that's exactly what we're doing on my new tour because it's called. Love Read Tours, and it's to promote my big box set, which is called Love Left 2.1. So it is the season of love, my friends, and I am in it. Nice. You are in. You are in love with the the the, the tour. So obviously, we know you've been. Uh, I'm in love with the idea of being in love. Okay. <laughs> well, that's good enough. And it's it's less dirty than Burning Man. So we'll 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 take that's that. Sure. Hey, I I, I got to tell you, we won't be slinging any mud at our. <laughs> I got to tell you, Corey. I, I watched you on Mind Bialik's um, podcast and on uh, Drew Barrymore, and I've seen I, I've um, seen a couple of specials about you, and I have to say, you know. Over the um, the past couple of years, uh, you know, I think a lot of people had a different perception about you. I know that I did, at least in 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 what you were trying to champion, as far as you know, stories that you had talked about in your years of Hollywood and abuse and so on and so forth. And I gotta say, I really appreciate you know seeing you sit down and talk with Mayim and, and these people. Your your candor and uh, it was just amazing as I was putting it all together. And then I started to see a lot of the people people you had mentioned suddenly ending up with charges against them and in jail. So a lot of the dismissing of you that had been occurring and, and you know, we might have been part of it as well. Um, it, it turns out there was a lot you were saying that really resonated. And, and I commend you for the efforts you uh, you've expended on this. It's 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 a, it's it was a, a, obviously nothing that was um, uh, not p- painful for you. So at this end of it, do you start to feel a little bit of vindication for all of that? You know, I don't know. I don't know about that. I, I, I don't know if there would ever be any vindication until the, the, the main guy that, that, you know, we set out to make the movie about was behind bars, which, you know, I, I don't know if that'll ever happen, you know, but and I guess that wouldn't even be my vindication, to be completely honest. It would be my best friend's vindication because it was about him, really. Um, but but it's true what you said, you know, like the guy that, that molested me as a kid is behind bars right now. That's great. It's very exciting. Um, you know, and, I, and I've done some things that are instrumental. I helped change some laws. We helped change a law in New York. We helped change a law in California. Uh, both of those were to push back the statute of limitations uh, for sexual crimes against children. I worked with SAG trying to change uh, rules of the, the SAG committee and stuff like that. So, yes, I have done the, the legwork. It's something I'm very passionate about. I am an ambassador for Child USA, which is actually located right there in Pennsylvania. Yes. Anyway, that is their home base. God bless them. And, uh, you know, they're wonderful people, and it's been uh, a wonderful experience to, to do something so important uh, because there's really nothing more important than protecting the children. 
So we all have to agree on that. You know, yeah. and so, and with that, I, I, I honestly, so, you know, you, your, your type of music is a little bit more poppy and, and it's different from what, you know, we are here at a, a rock station, but, um, you know, hear you, to hear you talk about it, never quite understanding, um, you know, where you were coming from with that. This, uh, for a lot of it has been sort of a release for you. It's what you turn to, 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 um, to give you a mental break. Is that correct? Well, you could say that, but you know, music has always been a part of my life. Um, and it's always been part of my career. And, you know, a lot of people, they get confused, you know, where did the music come in? Like, you kind of follow the, the dots a bit throughout my career. I mean, it's always been there. It's always been relevant, um, starting with the very beginning. Because, you know, when I started off my my career, I was three years old. And at three years old, you can't really read scripts or say lines or things like that, right? Because you don't know how to read yet. Uh, so my mom, you know, was very insightful, and she said, well, all that matters is they know that you're cute and that you can remember stuff. So she would stick me in a room with a record player, and she would say, go memorize this song and come out and sing it for me. And so if I did it well, then she'd have me go and do that song on auditions. And so people were hiring me because I was going in and singing like a cute little kid. And as a result, one of my very first jobs was actually a musical starring Dick Van Dyke, and it was called uh, How to Eat Like a Child. And we did a bunch of musical song and dance numbers and stuff like that. And so that was one of my very first jobs. My dad was in uh, a band called Strawberry Alarm Clark, which is a rock. Oh, band. wow. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and then my sister was in the Mickey Mouse Club, so she was performing at Disneyland every weekend. Really? So my whole life was surrounded by music since I was very, very little. And I, you know, wrote my first song at 12 years old. Uh, the first song I recorded was at 14 years old, and it's actually in my box set as a, a piece of lost music from my past. But, um, you know, the, the cool thing about the box set that we released, it's called Love Left 2.1. It's got four CDs. Uh, it's it, uh, actually uh, celebrating the 30th anniversary of my first CD, which came out in 1993. And uh, this is the 30th year anniversary, so we did a remix and a remaster along with a brand new album and a bunch of outtakes and stuff that had never been released from various film soundtracks and stuff like that. So I've been doing this stuff for a long time. Uh, it just turns out that it took about 20 years for anybody to know this. <laughs> um, well, well, you know, yeah, we... We got our first top 40 billboard hit in, in 2017. So to, to, to that point, I mean, obviously, and you've been such a part, you're, you're Casey's favorite movie, hands down, Stand By Me. Uh, we all love it. The Goonies, The Lost Boys, Dream a Little Dream, all of this stuff. Uh, Thank with, you. With, with that, in your love of music, have you ever been approached? Have you ever thought to do a musical? You know, it's funny. I have, and I've kind of, I mean, I did do one musical, of course, uh, very famously, Rock and Roll High School Forever. That's right. Uh, which, you know, was, was all my own original music, and, you know, and, and in fact, part of this box set is we have the original songs being released from that film for the first time, uh, because that music had never been made available to the public outside of the film. Uh, but, yes, so we did that film, and then there's like, you know, there's other ones which I don't know if you'd call them a musical, but like Dream a Little Dream, Dream a Little Dream 2, there's performance pieces within the film, I wrote original music for both films, so, you know, I've been doing music along with the film since I was 17. Well, you know, it's funny because I watched a clip of Jordan Peele. 
uh, you know, who's on a on a tear right now, just going on about what a Corey Feldman fan he is. And could Jordan Peele be the Quentin Tarantino to your John Travolta? Yep. <laughs> well, it's quite possible. Uh, him and I have become friends. He has been a great champion for me, and I'm very, very grateful for our friendship. Uh, he's a sweet guy. He's an extraordinary guy, first of all. Uh, secondly, yeah, he single-handedly brought a film of mine from 2006 back from the dead. He uh, premiered it at the Lincoln Center. It was like a, a lost gem that we made in Europe that came out in other countries and never was released in America. And I showed it to him one day, and he was like, man, this film is so great. Uh, it's got to be seen by the rest of the world. So he made it happen. He got it on the big screen at the Lincoln Center. It sold out two showings. And as a result, the birthday is the name of the film. Now there's actual uh, American distributors interested and negotiating to give it a proper theatrical release. So that would be quite the uh, coup if that happened. Well, I got it. And, and since then, we've had one of your Goonies co-stars um, win an Oscar, yeah. uh, which is know, phenomenal. Right? Yeah. Oh, he's so great. I love Keek. He's such a sweetheart. And nobody should be more deserving of such an honor because he's just... What a what a great guy! What a dedicated guy! And boy, did he pay his dues. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very cool. Well, listen, we know you got to run, uh, but uh, we want to mention the shows: Double Barrel Roadhouse and Red Lion on September 29th, and uh, the Homestead in Morristown on October 1st. And people can get tickets at CoreyFeldman.net. So good luck with everything, Corey. We'll talk to you another time. All right. Thank you so much. You got to take care, Corey yeah. Feldman. Yeah. Here he is in our area. Did I did I play that right, Ken? You did good. Yeah, yeah. That was a good did interview. Did I, did I, yeah. he, he had a lot to say. I, I yeah. thought that was really he was uh, kind of charming in this I, one. I tell you what, I like. I'm watching this documentary last night about, and it's a recent one, and it's about um, all these. People, and obviously, you know, we, we've been candid about the, the music and so on and so forth. It's, it's, you know, that's his deal. I got it. Okay. But when he's explaining about that element of his uh, therapy, they, they talked to a therapist, one of the first therapists he went to when he had all these issues bubbling up. And the, the therapist says she had never seen someone so damaged by, you know, like uh, molestation, which is apparently very, fairly um, continuous throughout his early childhood. Mm. And there was one guy in particular, I don't know if this is the guy that he's mentioning, who ran a club for famous teens who could not drink or get into a regular club. And this was one of the guys who apparently had his way with... uh, with Sounds like that's uh, the M.O. of somebody to put together. Right. And so this guy's now behind bars. I'm looking at this. I go, whoa, wow. Okay. So Mm. uh, it's and so figured, why not? Let's talk. You know, let's let's see what uh, what's what's it it is all about. Well, listen, we got to take a break because we do have another guest coming up amidst uh, the Bizarre File and uh, the Back to School A to Z. And that's our good friend, G. Love. Yes. Going to be in town this weekend with Sting and Shaggy. Are you... I mean, I can't make it. Can't show. make it. Oh. But um, I am looking forward to talking to G Love in just a little bit because we had a great conversation with Sting. We'll be back in a second with that. So stay with us. The MMRE is coming to your neighborhood. 
Join Brent Porsche tomorrow from 8 to 10 at Club Risque, Bristol, 3025 Veterans Highway for an MMRBQ ticket rate. A pair of tickets will be given away every 15 minutes. Thursday from 7 to 9, Nick McElwain from the Preston and Steve show rocks the grog at 863 West Lancaster Avenue in Bryn Mawr with the Bud Light Thursday night kickoff. Enter for a chance to win a pair of Eagles tickets courtesy of Bud Light and enjoy $3 Bud Light drafts during the football game. We had a great conversation with uh, Sting. It was last week or the week before. I forgot exactly when, but I was so excited to, oh. to talk to him. He was great. He was such a super nice guy, and uh, he's promoting the one fine day festival which is going to be at the man on saturday and he made it a point to tell us that our next guest was it was very important for him to be on uh the bill yes he wanted philly music at this event and he said that our next guest had to be on board so yeah. please give some love to mr g yo man nice to see you again how good you doing morning. buddy? Good morning I'm to you. Excellent. That's so cool. I can't, I can't see you guys, but I can hear you. Can you hear me all right? We can hear and see you. You're outdoors. That might be part of the issue, right? Are, are, you, are, you, are you on your rolling estate right now? Yeah, I'm on my rolling estate. No, I'm just I'm sitting on the back deck. Okay. Right. Hey, you know what? So, yeah, man, speaking of Sting, which that was like a one of those bucket list items for me because I never had a chance so cool. to, to interview him at any point in time. And oh, he, cool. he was great, but he clearly is a fan of, of yours. Do you know him personally? I don't. And I mean, I'm, look, he's either got a great PR agent that's like, read this. This <laughs> <laughs> guy's something got to keep up from me. I, mean, I don't know. I mean, does, does he really know my music? I mean, I'm, he, I'm, I'm, he, I'm, 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 you think he does? Check, check I'm out the interview. Right. It's him, like it's him a, saying that he, he wanted you on, he wanted you on the show. Mm. Uh, he said initially he did not. He fought it tooth and nail. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, look, I mean, seriously, whether he's talking, whether he's just, you know, you know, talking. Yeah, <laughs> really means that I'm 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 honored to uh, have have the word the name of my band come forth from his great mouth. <laughs> well, it's cool. I mean, this is a, this is a good billing, and uh, and uh, Preston had brought up to him, you know, the, the the pairing of Sting and and Shaggy, and that they they mm. uh, Sting had made mention of the fact that they they have sort of the same sense of humor. So we can okay. tell you that when you get around Sting, <laughs> joke a bit, and that's the way to win him over. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. This is so cool. Um, you know, of course, we're just stoked to get the call to um, join the One Fine Day Festival. And um, yeah, I've been seeing he's been doing some press and um, talking, uh, talking us up, our involvement in the festival. So yeah, it's a huge honor, man. Like, of course, I'm a huge, um, I'm a huge police fan, huge Sting fan. I remember one of the first when, when we were like just you know kind of old enough to to kind of tap into music um my best friend brendan eyesworth he got the sting uh, he got the police record what is it yet what was it Zinyata Zinyata Mandata. yeah or maybe it's ghost in the machine but okay. man we play that everywhere and then my aunt got me the men at work album because the people <laughs> at the record store said that well these people men at work's kind of like police <laughs> <laughs> but everybody knows about police not everyone knows about men at work right right so i, I I had to men at workout, but yeah, but yeah, that police album goes to the machine, and um, yeah, I mean, 
Look, they're 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 like about as punk rock. I mean, they're pretty punk rock back in the day, you know. Um, so punk rock, but then you they're know they're badass. They, they're badass. They borrowed a lot of the uh, um, the reggae and, and and Jamaica vibe and 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 put that together. And, yeah, and uh, and that's why the Shaggy thing I think makes total sense that they've been working together right. for all these years. And you know, like your music has has flowed in that direction. Obviously, you got a lot of a lot of hip hop and uh, but but a lot of R and B and 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 a little mishmash of all different kinds of genres, which I love when somebody can do that and then make it their own, and you, you've you managed to do that. But you're in that in that vibe, uh, you and you and Jack Johnson, and and, uh, and and I know another guy, because you penned a really nice tribute to him, obviously Jimmy Buffett, and we just lost him, oh, and, yeah. and you and Jimmy had some moments together. You posted a great picture of you and Jack and him together. Can you tell us a little bit about that and what you knew about Jimmy and how he was personally with you? Yeah, uh, here comes my three-year-old. Wait, I'm on the phone. Um, so, yeah, j- j- back to school, man. Uh, j- Jimmy was Jimmy was awesome. Like, of course, my my mom had this really small record collection, and there was a Jimmy Buffett album in there. Uh, so I grew up listening to his music because my parents were huge fans. Um, and then, um, you know, when I started my career. Um, about 10 years into my career, I became good friends with Jimmy's daughter, uh, Savannah. And, and I think Savannah was a big, uh, a big catalyst for getting Jim, our music in front of Jimmy. And so he put our song or she put our song back of the bus into a movie that he produced called Hoot, which was a Carl, uh, Carl, Carl, Carl Hyacin. Carl Heisen. Yeah, yeah, great, Carl great novelist. And J- he and Jimmy were good friends. And uh, yeah, that, that was a yeah. cool, cool kids movie about an owl, right? And your song was in that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, wait, do you want to come? <laughs> here, come here. Speaking and of kids so anyways, movies. Like, oh. uh, I, got to, I got to meet Jimmy a lot over the years. I got to open up for him. Uh, the, I think he opened Citizens Bank um, as far as being the first concert that was played at the Citizens Bank Arena um, or stadium, I should say the Phil stadium. Um, so we got to open up for him there. I got to open up for him in Atlantic city. I got to open up for him all over the Midwest. So I probably got to do, I don't know, 15 dates with Jimmy over the years. And, and then, yeah, I got to through my, you know, through being friends with his daughter, I got to hang with him and be with him in some pretty awesome places. And the one thing that I'll never forget was we, I was with, with them on for New Year's. And uh, we were staying at their place on St. Bart's. And that night, we got to go, all of us as fans and just people, to to this a crazy party where Buena Vista Social Club was opening for uh, No Doubt, right? Wow. At this private party by this uh, these super, you know, St. Bart's. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so, but, but No Doubt put on, like, a stadium-worthy show for about, I don't know, 300, 500 people. And the next day, we were driving around i was like i said that to jimmy i was like yeah i was really blown away no doubt came in there last night and it wasn't like they were just playing for 300 people like they actually put on a show that they'll put on in the stadium and he was like that's it g and we talked about it because he said i do a lot of small stuff like that and i always approach it like that you gotta you gotta like you gotta do it like you're playing in front of a stadium so I, that was like a great lesson to learn and then i he goes he goes yeah, we used, he said he played 300 when he was coming up, he played like 350 shows a year for, you know, whatever, 15, 20 years or whatever. 
And I go, man, how did, how did you do that, man? And yet, I did like 150 shows. And he goes, oh, that was really good. The stuff was a lot more pure back then. <laughs> <laughs> but you, the funny thing is, we were, we were talking about this and his his whole approach. We have a, 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 a clip of him talking about, you know, he, he, was, he was happy when the career wasn't going well. He liked the laid back. He was fine. But to have this driven entrepreneur, uh, you know, uh, who was able to just become one of the wealthiest rock or, or you know musical stars of all time who knew that i mean but so when you were with him it was usually the laid back jimmy not the entrepreneur correct well no i think he was always like um and that, that's another thing too i think that uh as far as being somebody that i look up to in this business we, we talk about jimmy's the entrepreneur side how he was able to marry this create this culture or his fans created a culture around his music, but what he embraced and right there, there's only, there's only a couple other bands that have it. Like the grateful dead had it like that. The fish has it like that. And, and then Jimmy Buffett has it like that. That's kind of it. Right. Other than like, um, so you have this huge culture and he's able to tap into it in every way. And, um, make this billion dollar empire. And I think there was something like that. It was like before even hitting the stage any year, he was pulling down, you know, like, I don't know, $150 million or whatever, before even picking up his guitar. So look, to be able to be a musician and figure out, to figure that out. Um, yeah. would, you, would you be happy? Okay, stop, stop. <laughs> would you be happy? You're just doing it. G Love has his kids sitting on his on his lap right now. He's, he's wrangling two kids. I know this maneuver. Your hands are moving without even looking. I, you got your hands full. Would you Would you pay 150 million dollars to just get away from the family for a weekend? <laughs> no, I, I just I pay 150 million dollars to be with them. Really, yeah, that's great. Yeah, hey, G, um, I love when art. Artists uh, that I know turn me on to other artists that I'm not aware of. And uh, so I was out at, at the Gorge in Washington State this past weekend, and a band called Tank and the Bangas opened up for Dave Matthews' band. And Tank and the Bangas are, are on the same bill as you uh, with Sting and Shaggy for the one fine day. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them yet, but man, were they awesome. It was so, it's like this New Orleans funk, jazz, rock uh, quartet and with a bunch of horns. They sound fantastic. So the fact that they're on the same bill as you, um, uh, you know, for the show on, on this Saturday, the night. That the man is really cool. If people have not checked out Tank of the Mangas yet, I, I highly recommend them. Yeah, I, I haven't got a chance to cross paths with the, with them yet, but I've I've seen clips and they look awesome. So yeah, I think it's a really cool bill. And um, you know, Thundercat is another amazing, unbelievable show. I mean, he is kind of a modern gay jazz guy, but also hip hop and funk. And I'm, I, I, I've, I've gone to his shows up in Boston um, just as a fan, like buying tickets. And so I'm super stoked to be on the bill with him. And um, you know, actually, I got a funny, shag I got a funny shaggy story too. Go ahead. So because uh, we were down in New Orleans for Jazz Fest, and um, and it was the uh, Trombone Shorty. That's what it was. Trombone Shorty's big show at this uh, Saner Theater. And um, I was one of the guests on it. And Shaggy was one of the guests on it. So I'm walking around backstage. And I walk into this dressing room, which I thought was my dressing room. And I'm like, damn, I don't usually get Hennessy on my dressing room. <laughs> <laughs> so my friends come back and we tap into this brand new bottle. Of and then all of a sudden, Shaggy walks in. Hey, you drinking most of my Hennessy. <laughs> <laughs> so I was glad to say, I'm about to bring up. 
bring Shaggy a bottle of Hennessy, man, to get him back. To yeah, you do. Me, make it out of two. Oh, my God. Well, that's, you know, we, you're talking about Jimmy Buffett, and we were talking about the legacy of, of making people feel good, and your your music certainly has for many years. It has that vibe, uh, you know. In fact, I saw you on a, it was actually on the beach, a concert that you put on that was great that had that kind of vibe. So, that I mean, when you think about paying a good feeling forward or, or your luck in life, that does that ever, I assume that has to inform a lot of what you do with your life is knowing that you're paying good vibes and good times forward to the people who follow you and, and love your music? Yeah, I mean, you know, definitely. Um, I think I think that everything, I'm just going to walk over here for just two seconds. <laughs> you know, I think um, no, it, it, it's, something to, it's something to say, like, yeah, we always put forward a good vibe, you know, like, you know, as far as songwriting, you know, we write songs about everything, but look, anytime I get a chance to help out an up-and-coming artist, I, lo- I love to do that and be able to help people's career. And as far as just making music and bringing a good vibe, I, I on my Instagram account it says, saving the world, or my Twitter says, saving the world one show at a time. And I feel like that, that intent that uh, I try to bring forward, bring in, bring in the love. Like, why do we do this? Well, we do this to make people happy. Mm. We do this to bring more love into the world, more positive energy in the world. And when you sing and play a note, you have to think about the vibration of those notes just going out into the universe. And um, I'm sure they're making everybody happy or inspired at the club that you're playing at or wherever you're playing. But it's also in a bigger picture that those are vibrations, right? Literal vibrations. Yeah. Sonic vibrations, feelings that are going out to the universe. So happy to be able to put those out there. Yeah. Give that to people and they spread it around. That's that's the way to do it, man. I like it. And and like you said, you can only do that one show at a time. So that's that's the mission. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. I was was saying sometimes at the end of the show, you know, take a little bit of this love and this joy that we're feeling you know, here tonight all together and go sprinkle it around your neighborhood wherever you live. You know? I love that, man. That's <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's the vibe, man. Sprinkle right. away. So, yeah, we're, 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 sad, we're sad to, uh, really sad week uh, up here to, to, uh, for Jimmy to pass. And, um, and, and, uh, you know, so we're, we, We'll be singing, singing one for him. And actually, we, uh, we have, have to, you know, we, we actually put a song out. Cisco Adler and I called Jimmy Buffett and and Chill this past uh, summer. Mm. Uh, of course, it was not meant to be like a yeah um, right you know, tribute, have. but it was yeah. a song that we met at. We put out to celebrate Jimmy. Um, but yeah, much love to Jimmy's family, and super excited to be down in Philly on Friday. Yeah. Or Saturday. Well, he's, Saturday. He's got to. You'll be here. He's got to take his luggage. I'm coming Friday. I'm coming. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Friday. <laughs> yeah, now that I don't live in Philly anymore, I got to come in. I got to go get my cheesesteak, man. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the show's on Saturday at the Man, and and uh, G's going to be joined by, of course, uh, like we said, Sting and Shaggy, but a lot of other great bands. The Thundercats, one that he mentioned, and uh, Nick had uh, mentioned. Uh, the, what was it? The Bangas. Tank and the Bangas. Tank and the Bangas. Yeah. yeah. Tank and the Bangas. The Bangles. Uh, yeah. Really good. All right. Listen, G Love, we love you, man. Good to talk to you. Enjoy this weekend. Good to talk to you. I got to run away from my kids. You got stuff to do, man. 
Yeah. All right, we'll see you. Bye. See you guys. G-Love, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Literally running through the house, closing doors behind him. He's walking around with his, either he's on his phone or his laptop or whatever. He's carrying it around to each room in the house trying to get away from the kids. So and they went everywhere he went. Everywhere. It was like Kathy with her cats. Remember that? Yeah. Kathy would try and shut oh, the door. Yeah, and- yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. That's the best. All right. Um, are we doing the Bizarre File yes, now? Yes, we are. Okay, here we go. No. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you by CSB Media Arts Center in Cherry Hill. It's home of the Connecticut School of Broadcasting's broadcast media program and more. You can find out more at gocsb.com. A former pizzeria owner has been sentenced to two years in prison for using over $600,000 in fraudulently obtained pandemic relief funds to buy an alpaca farm. <laughs> All right. In well, yeah. 2020, Dana They're Mac- all the rage these days. Dana McIntyre, Vermont, submitted fraudulent application for a Paycheck Protection Program loan. Listen, he, I got a plan that involves an alpaca farm. He inflated information about the pizzeria's employees and payroll expenses and falsified a tax form to try to qualify the business for a larger loan amount. After receiving the loan, McIntyre, formerly in Massachusetts, sold his pizzeria, used nearly all the money to buy an alpaca farm <laughs> in Vermont. Yeah, we're going to need uh, $400,000 for straws. And he bought eight alpacas along with it. He also paid for two vehicles, a weekly airtime for a cryptocurrency-themed radio show that he hosted, too. <laughs> he was arrested in 2021 during his sentences, sentencing Wednesday. McIntyre was also ordered to pay the money back. He pleaded guilty in April to four counts of wire fraud and three counts of money laundering, and his lawyers have asked for a one-year prison sentence. During his cryptocurrency radio show, did he recommend embezzling money? Uh, no, but he recommends trading in alpacas. <laughs> According to a report from the U.S. Department of Agriculture, a fatal incident at John Ball Zoo earlier this year was a result of a critical non-compliant handling of animals. Uh, Chopper, the swamp-dwelling Sitatunga uh, antelope, was attacked and killed at the zoo by Jahari, a pygmy hippopotamus, wow. during the two animals' first barrier-free introduction to each other. So that didn't go well. <laughs> no. John Ball Zoo released a statement saying that the fatal incident was likely due to individual animal behavior as zoo staff undertook significant efforts to be fully prepared before and during the introduction of the two animals. But, to the but in a report released by the USDA Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service on August 3rd, the inspection agency stated Chopper was trapped in a tunnel during the unsuccessful introduction oh event and that Jahari had never been housed with any other species before coming to John Ball Zoo. Come in here, we're going to introduce the goat to the crocodile. The hippopotamus consistently exhibited behaviors noted by aggressing by the keepers during the at least eight introduction preparation events. Events. Such behaviors included, but were not limited to, making a marking of the exhibit, mm-hmm. territorial aggression, charging at the door where the uh, Sitatunga was hosted, and grumbling noises with opening when opening its mouth. Oh, boy. Uh, zookeepers reviewed, uh, stated that uh, both the hippo and the antelope were stressed. Chopper was seen running, and Jahari was noted as being in constant motion as well. So at some point, the hippo killed the antelope. Were there people watching? Since the fatal incident, the new pygmy hippo experiment has opened to the public, and a second pygmy hippo, Penelope, has arrived. Penelope is expected to eventually breed with Jahari, but is not currently kept in the same part of the enclosure. Just a reminder to our visitors that our next animal murder will be at 2 (laughs) o'clock. You'd show up for that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, two well-known antagonists that spend their time in the city and town of Poughkeepsie harassing, intimidating, and scaring passers-by reunited to perform their attention-seeking routine at the corner of Main and Market Streets on Friday afternoon. We still got it. Several motorists and pedestrians were subjected to one or both men getting as close to people as possible and giving them the middle finger while yelling about their right to free speech. <laughs> at least one offended member of society called the police to report the aggressive behavior. In addition to their single-digit salutes, the duo repeatedly yelled obscenities at passing motorists. Hey, listen, we're good at this. We should franchise this. Resulting in several vehicles stopping in the middle of the road with the operator offering to repay them for the cursing by repaying them with bodily harm. Ah. Uh. Sears is better known as the individual who walks around town with a large hourglass and a mask of the Joker. He's also been known to dress as the Grim Reaper and has a tendency to walk into traffic at major intersections, which typically results in an encounter with police. Is that a lucrative position? Meyer is an antagonist who encourages law enforcement to arrest him. He is more than willing to profess in a loud voice that he is well-versed in his constitutional rights and is allowed to behave the way that he does. Friday's display of his rights, including telling the city... Of, police, of Poughkeepsie officer to, quote, take a walk while displaying his middle finger prominently. A passerby warned Meyer that he could get hurt, and he replied, First Amendment, if you don't like it, you can go to China. <laughs> Sears has already had an encounter with a uh, town of Poughkeepsie police officer on Friday before bringing his antics to the city. When the officer with the city arrived at an intersection, asked two to move it along or risk being charged with disorderly conduct, the legal scholar and his protege began a profanity-laced attack directed at the officer, the sum of which was demanded for the cop to, quote, get the F down the road. Was he in the Grim Reaper costume at the time? Not at the time, okay. but these just seem like fun guys. Listen, it's a quality of life issue. Yeah. And that people just look forward to seeing them. Right, yep, you know, yeah. please. All right, and you know what? That's all we have time for now, uh, unfortunately. But uh, we had an interview right before this, so we're going to keep this a little bit on the short side. A reminder that we do have... A uh, uh, chance for you to impress and Steve show tattoo as it is tattoo Tuesday. So text the word tattoo to three nine three three three. Coming back with our last song of the I don't portion of the back to school A to Z. Stay with us. Threw out all your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you. Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
this Tuesday morning with Preston and Steve show. We're about to give some stuff away via the lesson question. Today, our prize is, what do we have? We have a pair of tickets. Um, No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, okay, I'm sorry. Yes, pair of tickets join Casey and Nick and Marissa for the special murder mystery event at the Red Rum Theater. This is cool. Wednesday, September 13th, courtesy of the 20th Century Studios, a haunting in Venice. It's 21 and over event, okay? So keep that in mind if you're going to call in and try and win this morning. Uh, So let's ask this question. Bloodhounds are often used to track scents. What animal isn't nearly as effective as tracking tracking at tracking escaped convicts? That was mentioned earlier this morning. Yes, it was. Not bloodhounds. No. But what was the other one that we had mentioned earlier this morning? 215-263-WMMR. If you know the answer to that, then you need to call right now. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by 20th Century Studios. Head to WMMR.com to register to win tickets to join Casey Marissa and Nick at Red Rum Theater for a special murder mystery event. Celebrate a haunting in Venice. Only in theater September 15th. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, legendary rapper Boosie Badass says he is putting his time in jail and his explosive temper behind him now that he's been learning anger management. In fact, Boosie Badass is in the middle of changing his professional name to Earl Grey Sipping Scrapbooker. Wow. <laughs> Britney Spears' ex-husband, Jason Alexander, has been banned for life from Lifetime Gym in Tennessee for stalking a female patron. While the gym owner wouldn't specify Alexander's final infraction, he did suggest that there's a big difference between spotting someone and teabagging them. Oh, my God. And finally, Meghan Markle has decided to bring back her popular personal blog from a few years ago called The Tig. Markle says she knows the environment has become far more competitive in recent years, and that's why the new version will be called The Tig Old Biddies. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're looking for an answer to this question. Bloodhounds are often used to track sense which animal isn't nearly as effective at tracking escaped convicts, and we will go to Chris to see if we can get the answer. Hey, Chris, good morning. Good morning. All right, Chris, what animals are not quite as good as bloodhounds? Blood cats. Blood cats. Correct, sir. Hang on, Chris. Got a pair of tickets to join Casey, Nick, and Marissa for a special murder mystery event at Red Rum Theater Wednesday, September 13th. Courtesy of 20th Century Studios, a haunting in Venice. It's a 21 and over event and includes a complimentary buffet and free first drink. Plus admission to the advanced screening of the film. Only in theater September 15th. For another chance to win, you can go to WMMR.com. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you by CSB Media Arts Center in Cherry Hill, home to Connecticut School of Broadcasting's broadcast media program and more. You can find out more at GoCSB.com. Mentioned this a few times this morning, had a lengthy discussion as well, but we unfortunately lost Jimmy Buffett as he passed away at the age of 76 over the weekend. Uh, it was uh, September 1st. His family said that he passed away peacefully, surrounded by his family, friends, music, and dogs. Uh, they said he lived his life like a song till the very last breath and will be missed beyond measure by so many. Uh, at the time they made the statement there wasn't any release of his cause of death, but it has since been revealed that he died from a rare form of skin cancer that he had been suffering with for a while. 
Uh, this song here, Margaritaville, was released in 1977 and quickly took on a life of its own, becoming a state of mind for those wasting away. An excuse for a life of low-key fun and escapism for those growing older, but not up. Uh-huh. And became, of course, the basis for so much, uh, including his tours and a variety of different products and locations around the world. Uh, the brand expanded to t- dozens of categories, including resorts, apparel, footwear for men and women, a radio station, a beer brand, iced tea, tequila and rum, home decor, food items like salad dressing or Margaritaville crunchy pimento cheese and shrimp bites and Margaritaville cantina-style medium chunky salsa. The, Margarita, the Margaritaville at Sea Cruise Line and restaurants, including Margaritaville Restaurant, JWB Prime Steakhouse and Seafood, Steak and Seafood, Five O'Clock Somewhere Bar and Grill, and Land Shark Bar and Grill. Um, he had a, he was a mainstay in touring and uh, his special Gulf Coast mix of country, pop, folk, and rock added instruments and tonalities more commonly found in the Caribbean, like steel drums. It was a slew of steel pans, trombones, and pedal steel guitar. Buffett's incredible ear for hooks and light grooves were often overshadowed by his lyrics about fish tacos and sunsets. So what, any, uh, did they mention estimated worth at the time of his death? No, just that story that was out of uh, Forbes magazine that uh, he came in, I believe, at number 18 of the richest celebrities of all time with a worth of around a billion dollars. Incredible. So, yeah, he had, uh, I'm not sure what year that article came out in, but uh, obviously he's got a a huge catalog of music, uh, but way beyond what a lot of musicians ever do. Yeah. Um, so sad news that he had uh, passed away at the age of 76, and it was uh, totally unexpected. It was one of those where you didn't, I mean, we knew that he had canceled some shows, but nobody heard anything of being gravely ill. Or Nothing. Along those Again, lines. another one. And we lost a few others as well. Uh, original Smash Mouth frontman Steve, How- um, Steve Harwell uh, died of acute liver failure. He was 56 years old, passed away Monday morning, surrounded by family and friends at his home in Boise. Uh, born in California, he founded Smash Mouth in 1994, and the band grew more popular when All Star and their cover of the Monkees' I'm a Believer were featured in the 2001 film Shrek. All Star was also on the band's three times platinum Grammy-nominated sophomore album Astro Lounge. Uh, they went on to release uh, four more studio albums with Harwell. Over the weekend, a manager for the band announced that he had entered at-home hospice care. <laughs> he had struggled with alcohol and substance abuse uh, throughout his life, uh, which TMZ says is a contributing factor to his declining health. In late 2021, he had retired from performing after a video went viral of him slurring his words, yelling at the audience, and being disassociated with a performance in upstate New York. At the time, it was reported that he had been suffering from heart disease, uh, cardiomyopathy as well. But uh, yeah, it was the, the liver issue. Yep. He was, uh, he was eventually did him in. Apparently had real trouble with, uh, with alcohol throughout the year. So that was sad news as well. And then on top of that... Uh, singer Gary Wright, singer and musician. So he's a keyboardist. Uh, Gary Wright passed away, best known for his hits. Uh, 1970, Love is Alive and Dreamweaver. Uh, he was 80 years old at the time when he passed. Uh, his son, Justin Wright, told TMZ uh, that he died on Monday morning at his home in California. Uh, the singer-songwriter had been battling Parkinson's disease for five to six years and more recently had b- developed a Lewy body dementia. He had joined uh, the band Spooky Tooth and 
the late 1960s. He also played keyboards on George Harrison's album All Things Must Pass. He had his own successful solo career in the 70s. And he also played keyboards for a lot of really famous studio recordings, such as with artists Jerry Lee Lewis, Ringo Starr, B.B. King, Harry Nilsson, and Ronnie Spector. So very impressive. His liquor, writer Ritaville, uh, was very popular as well. Uh, his 1976 hit, Dreamweaver, got a resurgence in 1992 when it was added to the movie Wayne's World. That's, yeah, that was another. That, think about the, the amount of careers that were re-energized by the, those two movies. Yep. And I had mentioned earlier this morning, you know, the, uh, this ethereal sound, all these keyboards and stuff. Yeah. You know, that was him. He was the keyboardist. He created and, and shaped all of this really cool vibe that came from his music. He survived by two adult sons, Justin and Dorian, and his wife Rose, uh, who he had been married to since 1985. So sad that we lost yet uh, another great musician. I have a couple other stories to mention. Uh, over the weekend, Metallica had to postpone their second show in Phoenix uh, due to James Hetfield testing positive for COVID. Uh, they broke the news on social media with a picture of a COVID test and wrote, unfortunately, COVID is caught up with James. Uh, they're currently on a two-year trek in support of the album 72 Seasons, released this past spring. And each weekend, Stop features a second concert performance called No Repeat Weekend. Includes a different set list and supporting acts each night. Uh, they reportedly cut their show <clears throat> Friday short by two songs due to his vocal issues. He was uh-huh. having, so I guess it, maybe it was manifesting that way with him. Can you play Kill Em All, please? Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, and then I want to mention a couple things about MMRBQ. First of all, uh, well, the show's coming up quickly. It's rapidly approaching. Yes. Quickly. Quickly. It's going to be on quickly to the limo. September 16th, uh, which is. That's uh, fastatorious. It's a week from this, uh, this Saturday. And it will feature live band karaoke with Sidearm on the President Steve Show side stage. Now, listen, we have our uh, finalists that are up for your voting, by the way. And the deadline to vote is coming up on Sunday. So keep that in mind. Watch videos, cast your vote. Ten singers will be chosen. Each will get four MMRBQ tickets to the event. I'm looking forward to it. It should be a lot of fun. And also, uh, our buddy Don McCloskey is going to be performing on that side stage. Jackie Bam Bam is going to be doing a set. The side stage. It's a thing, man. I think and, it's and, starting it, to oh yeah to it, grow. It, it timed out perfectly last time. So when the main stage, you know, they'd be uh, swapping out bands or whatever, there'd be a break. You'd see like a whole mass of people come around Preston and come out in front of the stage, and it was great. And there's a special uh, lawn seat uh, price mm. that's uh, good for this week only while, while supplies last. Yes, concert ticket special offer: nineteen dollar and thirty three cent lawn tickets. Nice this week wow. only. So that's excellent. If money's been holding you back, this is uh, your opportunity to grab tickets at a better price. And you can text MMRBQ to 39333 for a link to all of the information. All right, we're going to take one more break. Coming back, get the letter of the day for the word of the week prize when we return. So stay with us. MMRBQ 2023. Starring Down, Billy Idol. And maybe you. That's right. The Preston and Steve side stage is back with Jackie Bam Bam spinning, PNS pals Don McCloskey playing live, and live band karaoke with Sidearm. You can vote at WMMR.com now for your favorite singers to take the stage with them at MMRBQ. 
Don't miss the fun in the games and great live bands at MMR's annual music festival. Grab tickets at Ticketmaster starting at $25 and join us September 16th at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. Text MMRBQ to 39333 for a link to all the details or hit up WMMR.com. MMRBQ 2023 from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Sponsored by Acme. Fresh foods, local flavors. Also by Rita's and Family and Company Jewelers. In the eyes, 93.3 WMMR. Back school to Z. I drink alone. <laughs> George Thorogood, the Delaware Destroyers. There's a great exchange between you and Bill while you were in commercial. Bill comes in and says, what, what are we up to? And you, and you say, I, and you turn to I, go, I don't. I don't. And he goes, what, why not? And he goes, I, no, I, I don't is what we're up to. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> what, I don't know? I don't want to tell you. I don't know what. I'm like, no, we're in the I don't, I don't. section. Yeah, there are yeah. like five songs that start with I don't. And now we're on to I drink. So, uh, but we have several I songs. Let me, let me see. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This could be one of the most... Uh, one of the longest? One of the longest categories we, that starts with the same word. We've talked about that, which which letter has the biggest run. Yeah, it's and, and as far as like a word that Gotta goes... Because, X. Because I is, you know, it's not just the letter. I mean, it's it's used as the word, as the as the, 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 the noun or no, yeah. what would that be? It is a noun. It is, it a, noun, it is a uh, conjunction. Uh, no, it's not a conjunction, but uh, there are... I mean, there's loads of them. There's got to be, I don't know, 30, 40 songs that start with I. Yeah. Uh, so I bet you that's the most. Uh, so anyhow, uh, we're moving on forward with some Green Day and Clash and some other goodies that begin Love with it. I. Love it. As we make our way through. I would like to thank, I would like to thank Corey Feldman for being on the show. Yes, we have Corey that? Feldman on. And uh, he is coming to town September 29th at the Double Barrel Roadhouse in Red Lion, PA. And then October 1st to be at the Homestead in Morristown, New so, Jersey. Do you think he's going to unblock us now on social media? Because it was actually a pretty good interview. I don't know. I, uh, we'll I, I'm not really in the caring department either, but that's <laughs> well, all good. You were showing off your tickets to the concert. I, you know, I'm not going to flash that around. You're a Feldman. Uh, and thank you to G-Love. Hey! The One Fine Day Festival with Sting and Shaggy is coming up on Saturday at The Man. And tickets available at Ticketmaster.com. It was great to talk to him. And he was like, <laughs> we told him that, that Sting was mentioning him. And he goes, well, he either has a really good PR person that says, here, read this. <laughs> or he really knows my music. So they don't know yeah. each other. But uh, That's pretty cool. I think he, I think he was familiar with G-Love. Anyway, uh, Sarah is here. Hi there, Sarah. Hi. You were talking about... Uh, the largest subcategory within yeah. the A to Z? Yes. I think it's the The song. The Thuz. Yes, I think that's Although a Although the I songs, I love when these pop up. It's like a mini A to Z within the A to Z. Yes. And I'm a total type A, so yeah. I love a good list. I love organized chaos. Okay, wait a minute. So You're wait right. a second. Yeah. You know, but and we have, and I love what I love about it, uh, first of all, we just love this in general, but second off, the way these things are reckoned, you know, reckoned, how the list, whether there's punctuation marks or, or whether Let the, the songs fall exa- where they exactly, may, right? Yes. Oh, Sarah, you're Every right. year I get crap because people think I skip uh, Spirit of the Radio and I have to remind them, no, it's the Spirit uh-huh. of the Radio. Yeah, so you're, you're looking at this, there's there's more than twice. Yeah. 
uh, the amount of does, oh, the, the than, does? than there is of eyes. Yeah. How many so. the eyes? There are no the <laughs> eyes. You know where you know where I actually have a uh, uh, an issue, and it's a stupid issue, uh, is when there are cover songs, and the band that covers the song is first because their uh, alphabet name yeah, yeah, yeah. is alphabet. So I'm, it's going to happen soon. We've, we've got a Clash and Green Days, mm-hmm. but it's the Clash and not Clash. So no, I, I'm making the executive decision when I am on the air. I play the original artist first yes. and the cover song second. Okay. That's how it no should matter. go. I don't right. know yes. why the list fell that way this year. Do you know who has the biggest? Probably because I didn't do it. Well, <laughs> well, Chuck Chuck is always living the oh, yeah. nightmare of the list because he's <laughs> he's part of the assembling process. Yeah, God bless pick that it man. apart, you know. That's yeah. what they do. Well, that's but, part of the yeah. deal. Yeah, whatever. So if you want to pick it apart some more, you can actually go to WMR.com <laughs> and see what we've played so far. Yeah. Shout out to Gina for cataloging it. And so that comes up every song that's played gets cataloged into there? Yes. Yeah, so you Love can't it. see what's coming up. We want to keep that a surprise, but the stuff that we have played this year is online. Do you know what that's cool? Because a lot of times when we talk about this, you'll be reminded of a song that you really want to get or add to your own, you know, uh, collection or whatever, and that really helps. Yeah. You know, Preston, there was a Peter Gabriel song earlier that you were had forgotten yeah. about. Yeah. Well, which yeah. one? Uh, it was I Don't Remember? No. Mm-hmm. I Don't Remember. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember. Nice. I was not familiar with that song. You're wearing your Vixen shirt today. My Vixen 77 wow. shirt. Make sure you get to the MMRBQ early to see them. They are so much fun. I've been following them for a long, long time. Really excited to have them at this event this you year. You know it's going to be new this year at the uh, RBQ too? Oh. You, because you weren't able to be there last oh year. Oh my yeah. gosh, you're right. I woke up the morning of the MMRBQ <laughs> last year. With COVID, yeah. and it was the most soul-crushing moment ever to look down at that stupid test with the two lines because I worked so hard every year yeah. to help with the MMRBQ. Like, there's a whole behind-the-scenes run-up that's, like, uh, me and Bill and Chuck and so many other people, all the jocks getting into place for your side stage for the right. interview. So to organize all that and then not crashing be there down. for it, yeah. crashing down. So um, knock on every surface yeah. possible that I will not wake up ill next Saturday morning. Not this year, baby. No. All right, so letter of the day, can you help us with that? I can. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter... A, as in Apple. All right, so we have our first one, and we got three more to go because it's a short work week this week. We have a four-pack of tickets, by the way, and VIP sound check passes and two hotel rooms stay for the night. Nice. As MMR rocks Evanescence this Friday, excuse me, at Ovation Hall at Ocean Casino Resort in Atlantic City. Tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster. Complete details at WMMR.com. Must be 21 years or of, of age, I'm sorry, to win this prize. So we'll give it away on Friday. Uh, so obviously back to school A to Z with you today. Yes, we're going to be in the I category for a while. If you're listening, uh, wherever you're listening, make sure you tag 933WMMR on Instagram and X, I guess we're calling Twitter nowadays. Uh, tag us wherever, 933WMMR. And I also have tickets to give away for one fine day. You were talking to G-Love yes. earlier. Yeah. Sting, Shaggy, G-Love, Thundercat's going to be really cool, so I will have those to give away in Pierre's stead all week. Excellent. That is fantastic. And I haven't done this yet. Tattoo Day. Oh! we got to give away a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, and that certificate goes to Jessica Kirkpatrick. <laughs> Who's from Cinnamons in New Jersey. So, Jessica, we can't wait to see the artwork when you get your Preston and Steve show themed tattoo. And by the way, Floating World Tattoo and Piercing is located at 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. For artwork samples, visit floatingworldtattoos.com or check them out on Instagram at Floating World Tattoos. Thank you to the sponsors, Preston and Steve Radio Show, 
are brought to you this morning by Duncan. The president's teacher runs on Duncan. And also by Wilmington University. Find your education home at Wilmington University. Wilmu.edu. Uh, next, or, or tomorrow, not next week, tomorrow on the program. Uh, it's a Wednesday. Fox Good Day, Secret Text Word. And tomorrow we're going to talk to Patton Oswalt. Yes. Which would be pretty cool. So that's it. We're done, Ray John. Have a great day. We shall see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. Shopify helps businesses break sales records over the holidays with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.